you opened the box and we came and oh what sights do we have to show you we watched hellbound hellraiser 2 we watch it so you don't have to so you know what time it is shit has it been a hot minute but welcome to the horrible horror podcast the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies movies so bad they're scary i am your host lord marshall hampton with me is an all-star panel today uh finally actually we finally after about two months away we're back in studio with me as always my buddy my co-host mr birthday boy Aaron Southworth. Oh, yeah, thank you. Thank so you, happy yes. birthday, my brother. Thank you so much. I'm going through a midlife crisis, dyed my hair brown. <laughs> yes, you are. As the original color was. All right, I'm going through mine too. I think it's natural. Oh, like I said, it's awesome. So we got two guests, not one, but two. That's one more than one. That's two. <laughs> Someone's a little rusty. Macho, yes. macho man math over here. That's, that's, that's two. That's one more than one. That's standard math. That's mean uh, gene. Flexing these math skills. But we got the Dukes of Spooks with us here in studio. Our boys, our friends. Nachos Mick Werewolf and Salsa Von Mummy. Woo! How is everybody doing? Happy birthday, you fabulous bastard. Thank yeah, you, happy thank birthday, you, thank you, you. hunk of maniac. Appreciate it. And, and, and because we're not only is it my birthday, but also we're back in studio. And alcoholics. Uh, we got some uh, fireballs. So, Marshall, are you going to join on to this? Uh, I'm, yeah, as soon as I get done adjusting some no, dials. Oh, boy. Here. We've been adjusting fucking dials, dials for an hour. Area. Yeah, you've been All fucking right. playing, playing with them knobs over here. Get Lude, those knobs. Lewd penis joke. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so, like I said, guys, it's been a hot minute. We uh, took a little break for the end of summer and uh, recharged the batteries. There's a lot of noise in the background because they are going through a lot of shit back there. Thanks, buddy. Um, so I apologize for that crumply bag being heard right by the microphone. <laughs> Sorry. This is, this is good listening right now, guys. It's, Why am I even recording this though? It's the in-studio Foley artist you hired. Yeah, this is, uh, what's that sound like that people like? Like footsteps and like fall ASM, leaves? A- ASMR or something like that? Yeah. It's just crunchy bag. BDSM, yep. That's BDSM. what the kids love. Uh, but this week, uh, we're doing Hellbound Hellraiser 2 for a couple reasons. One, uh... I'm a big Dead by Daylight fan, and the Hellraiser, uh, Pinhead Hellraiser chapters came out on Dead by Daylight, so I thought I'd tie it into that. Also, um, I started watching some Hellraiser movies because it's been forever since I've seen them, and I was like, I watched three of them recently, and this one was just fucking insane. I just had to do it. Um, so... Yeah, it's kind of a it's 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 a little off our beaten yeah, path. Yeah, it really it's which so, so different from what we've. Done. I'm actually excited about it. I know I've talked to you about it, but I'm I'm kind of wanting to do more well-known bad movies, which is another mainstream. reason why yeah. we've done we did this. Like, let's do it. I can tie it into Dead by Daylight release. We can do a Main Street movie. Um, at first, I looked at Hellraiser 
Judgment or Retribution? What's your one that came out in 2018? The most recent one. That's I looked Judgment. At that, and that one was a boring piece of shit. Uh, that's like if you like if you take like seven, mix it with an episode of Law and Order SVU, and then sprinkle in a dash of Hellraiser. That's that movie, and it was terrible. <laughs> Add a can of Clamato, mix it all together, <laughs> and you got a big tall glass of shit. Yeah, and it was boring. It just ain't nothing happening. So fuck that. And then I went back and watched the original classic. Classic, but I'm like, yeah, eh, it's still kind of boring. And, but it's it's but good. It's, but it's, it's, cla- yeah. it's it's different. And then I watched two. I'm like. Oh shit! This is wild. I think we got a winner here. <laughs> so, and then I put it out there, and then Eric and I was like, "Fuck, I love that movie. Let's do it." And I'm like, "All right, you guys want to be on it? Let's this do it. is my favorite Hellraiser movie. Yeah, yeah, it wow. really is. You can probably hear my dog barking in the background. I don't know what he's barking at, but you're gonna have to deal with it, guys. <laughs> uh, so let's get started. We're let's shake off this ring rust because it has been a hot minute. I keep saying that, but okay, this movie was released in 1988. Um, and it's got a lot of stuff to get through for this one. Uh, written by Peter Atkins, based on characters written by uh, created by Clive Barker. Most people know that. Peter Atkins has 14 credits as a uh, writer. Uh, this was his very first movie he wrote, and and then he would went on to write Hellraiser 3, Hellraiser 4, Bloodline. Hellraiser Prophecy, Hellraiser Deader, Holy Winter's Lament, Lament. Uh, that's a mouthful of a title, and he also did probably what the next movie we were going to do on the show, he also wrote Wishmaster, Wishmaster 2, 3, and 4, <laughs> so he's done a lot of weird shit. You guys shit. got some bangers lined up, <laughs> yeah. Wishmaster is also fun. That's some fucking job security right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, directed by Tony Randall. He's got 20 directing credits, including the 1992 Amityville movie. Or 19, Amityville 1992, It's About Time. That's the full title, I believe. A movie called Fist of the North Star, which was also written oh, by shit. Peter Atkins as well. Uh, Children of the Night, he did one episode of Joe Bob's Dive-In, Joe Bob's Drive-In Theater. That's a shout-out for Chris Sample, because I know he loves that. Thought he'd get kicked out of that. And two episodes of Power Rangers in Space. Space, space. Nice. <laughs> also, this is not the Tony Randall that was in The Odd Couple in the 70s and, like, is the singer. This is a different Tony Randall. You can currently find this movie on Tubi, where I watch it for free. You can find it on Vudu, Apple TV, Hulu, and Amazon, supposedly, as well. Dude, it's everywhere. It was on, yeah, it was on Stars also, and, yeah, it was... Usually, it everybody... Was the easiest it, one to find. In, like, the fall, most of the streaming services, like, outsource a lot of, like, the what I would yeah. call junk horror movies. Movies, even though I like this one, usually they like go for the. They don't. They avoid the big three because everybody fights with those. But they'll pick up the Hellraisers and stuff like Child that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Those usually get picked up by a couple of streaming services. All right, uh, I did not realize that, but it makes perfect sense. So let's talk about the cast. There's a lot of people to talk about in this cast. I'm gonna run through. So bear with me. They have. A, they're worth talking about. I think. So obviously, Pinhead's played by still played by Doug Bradley. Um, He's got 69 credits. 60 of them are Hellraiser movies. So, <laughs> the old love number. 69, dude. Um, uh, he was also the voice of the Sith Emperor for you video game guys. He's the Sith Emperor in the Star Wars: The Old Republic uh, online game. He's the Sith Emperor. That's pretty cool. No shit. He's in Stream Park, which is a little independent movie I've seen. I've been wanting to do on the show for a while, but keep having to push it off. Uh, he's in Wrong Turn Five. He's also in Pumpkinhead, Ashes to Ashes, Nightbreed. And he played Pinhead in a Motorhead music video as what? well. Nice. Uh, and he is currently the narrator for the upcoming United States of Horror chapters one, two, and three. 
Uh, and his last run as Pinhead came in Hellraiser Hellworld and Hellraiser Deader, which both came out in 2005. So I'm not sure which is actually the last one. And that's weird that two Hellraiser movies came out in the same year. But that is what I found. Uh, Christy, played by who I swear they changed her name because I thought in the first one she was Kirsten. Now they're calling her Christy. Uh, but it's played by Ashley Lawrence again, 44 credits. And besides playing Christy in Hellraiser 1, 2, and 3, she's also on, uh, she did a creep show, the TV series. Uh, she was in a Slipknot music video called Snuff. Uh, she's in Red, which I is the uh, basically the geriatric version of The Expendables. Uh, with, like, which is actually a pretty good little movie. Isn't that kind of an oxymoron, the geriatric version of The Expendables? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the ones like, like Bruce Willis, Morgan Freeman. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, Helen Mirren. Yeah. yeah. John Malkovich of that? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. um, she Red. was on an episode of Beverly Hills 90210 on Highway to Heaven, and she was in Warlock 3, The End of Innocence. Anyone think she's easy on the eyes? Yeah. I was actually surprised. I remember watching Hellraiser and not thinking anything about it, but when I watched this, I was like, oh, no shit. I'm she's kind of hot. It, it, not to be that guy or to step in anybody's dick, but let me push these glasses up. I believe her name is Kirsty, not Christy. Get the fuck Ooh. out of here. Well, Here's thank you. No, that's right, because I, I thought in the first one I kept on her Kirsten or something, like a little weird, not Kristen. K-I-R-I-S-T-Y. Kirsty. Yeah, and then here it's like, it's spelled K-R-I-S-T-Y in the credits, so it's like Christy, but it's pronounced, it's Kirstie. Someone whose first name is Christopher, I hate the variations of Chris's. I fucking can't stand it. That's why I go by Aaron, baby. <laughs> uh, then Julia comes back. She's played by Claire Higgins again. 78 credits for this girl. Including the TV show Into the Badlands, uh, the sci-fi show. Uh, she's in 52 episodes of The Worst Witch, eight episodes of Deadly Liaisons. She was in the movie Ready Player One. She was also in Doctor Who for you sci-fi lovers from 2013 to 2015, where she played Ohila. Oh, oh, Ohila. I don't. I'm probably gonna Ohila. Old girl. Uh, yeah. yeah, old girl. She's in Downton Abbey, Shameless, and she played Kitty Bennett in the TV miniseries adaptation of Pride and Prejudice. So that's a nice juicy role, and she's a ton of more TV credits. And who, who is this? Uh, Ju Julia. 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 Played okay. by Claire Higgins. Yeah, Julia looks a whole lot like this lady who got drunk on a bus and gave a blowjob to a Bud Light bottle, and I giggled a whole lot. Is that lady you? That that was a very specific. <laughs> yeah, story. I was like, did, this, did you it witness was. this on a bus ride or something? Yes, yeah, so it was. Talking? It was a beer bus like, party. On the way to school? No, it was at, it was at Fast Eddie's in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was that Fast Eddie's in on Fast Eddie's Bonaire. Marshall's right. like, ah, got it. East Dalton, <laughs> understood. Not East, it's in on, but yeah, Fast Eddie's is kind of famous around here. Um, so and then we had Doctor Chenard played by Kenneth Cranham. Uh, this is one hard-working motherfucker. He's got 195 credits, pretty much all British TV stuff I've never heard of. But he was in the Tom Cruise Kill Hitler movie, Valkyrie. He's also um, he was in Layer Cake with Daniel with James Bond himself, Daniel Craig. Uh, he was That's he cool was movie. in um, Oliver the movie where he played uh, Noah Claypole. That was not a cool movie. Uh, Neil Ga Gaiman's Likely Stories. I thought I'd throw that in because I know you guys are big Neil Gaiman's comic book fans, so you guys like that. Sandman. Uh, He's also in Hot Fuzz, for those who like uh, yeah. Shaun of the Dead. Yes. No shit. He's, he was James Reaper in Hot Fuzz. And this is a weird one. He was the voice of Genghis Khan in a Genghis Khan-based TV movie. So, Which is weird that he was the voice of a guy. And this is an animated movie. Why is he doing vo right. voice over for like an Asian, I guess, actor or something? That's weird. But um, moving on, we have Tiffany, played by Imogen Do Bo Borman, 14 credits, more British stuff. She last worked in 1993 on nine episodes of a TV show called West West Beach. So not much for her. Um, then the last 
I got three more people to mention. Kyle, played by William Hope. Another hard, busy, hard-working motherfucker. This guy, 175 credits, tons of voiceover and voice acting work in cartoons and video games. His non-game stuff include every episode of Thomas and Friends, for you parents out there who know about Thomas and Friends. Shining Time Station. Yep. I mean, uh, I just watched that shit, so man. So he's done every episode of Thomas and Friends TV show and every movie, which equals individually 555 individual credits that he's been in some part of Thomas and Friends. That's 555 paychecks That's, right there, yeah, my friend. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, it is. Hard-working man. That's I what I'm saying. Goddamn. Uh, he was in Sky Captain the World Tomorrow. He was in the first Triple X, the Vin Diesel movie that... He's in Scanners. He was also in Captain America, the first Avengers, where he was just a, a S.H.I.E.L.D. lieutenant. He's in Dark Shadows, Deep State, and just completed the upcoming, apparently I didn't know about this, guys. Maybe you have heard of it, but a new remake of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, God. According oh. to IMDb, it's just been completed, and yes, he's in it. Yes, we, we, I think we talked about it a couple yeah. months ago. Who's doing that? Is that Ari Aster? No, it's fucking It's a Aja, It's a whatever. sequel to the first one. Ignoring all the other sequels, it's like the like every so other what Halloween did. They're basically yeah. retconning. Yeah. That, okay, I mean, that would be the third time for them now, or fourth yeah. time doing yeah. this. Dude, that's every fucking movie. every other fucking with Texas the exception movie. of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Dude, is a sequel or prequel to the original movie. <laughs> Does everybody else agree? Texas Two is the best. Goddamn right. Fuck yeah. Dennis Hopper, come you, on. You, you did on my plate, dog dick. That's the most <laughs> fun one. It's I still say the first one's my favorite because it's just so scary to me. Yeah, the first one. I, um, but I also I. I'll get shit for it, I'm sure, but I liked the, I don't know if you call it, like, the, it's not the sequel, but it's technically a sequel, but the, like, for, like, I don't know, like, oh, 09, oh, I think it was just called, just Texas Chainsaw, I think it was called. The one with Jessica Biel or the one no, with No, uh, the Jessica Biel Brewster. one was okay. Uh, this is just, it's very, they come with the, the girl. At, Texas the Chainsaw the, 3D. I guess with yeah. an Alexa Dodori. Yes, yes. Alexa, that oh, girl. yes. Fucking A. God damn You just like girl. it because tits. Was, was that one? Uh, yeah. 2005 I also enjoyed it, too. What's I, up? I like 2005? that one. 2005? No, it was 2009, nah, 10. Yeah, so what was the, one, the fuck was the one that came out in, like, 2004, 2005? Oh, that, that's, like, Leatherface. You're talking about Leatherface? Fuck that movie, dude. No, the, the I prequel. thought the Jessica Biel came out around 2004. And this is why I hate Texas Chainsaw so Massacre. Uh, that one came out in 2001, 2002. We, somebody get the dry And then the beginning came <laughs> The prequel to that, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning Glenn came Beck out in, like, oh, four. Because then there was Leatherface, which was the prequel when they were kids, and that sucked dick. Oh, that garbage. Yeah. garbage. Surprise, the guy you thought was Leatherface isn't Leatherface. Yeah. Whoa. All right, so moving on. And we're uh, back. Kyle Higgins, what, I think that was his name. What, 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 William Higgins. William Hope. William Hope. Uh, moving on, he, his video game work is quite extensive too. He's Terminator Resistance, Overkills the Walking Dead, Planet of the Apes, Last Frontier, Star Ocean, Anna Nemesis, uh, Killzone Mercury, Alien vs. Predator, uh, Predator, uh, where he voiced the Predator and the Alien, uh, CR Alien vs Predator Hitman Blood Money <laughs> X3 Reunion Cameo Elements of Power Ultimate Spider-Man uh, where he played Ultimate Carnage Red Dead Regen uh, Regeneration Constantine Alien vs Predator 2 and finally he is the voice of Nathaniel Bard and Mikhail Victor in Resident Evil 3 Remake for the I just find it funny. You're like he voiced the alien and the predator. Yeah. So he what just goes. Those... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is fine. I love how you like making sure that people know. He's also guy. the sound of my shoelaces in my head when I talk to him. Well, I think it's funny. So I like. All right, moving on. The Chatterer, who is another one of the Cinebites people have seen. Uh, he's the best. Played by Nicholas Vince, 27 credits. Uh, he was only the Chatterer in Hellraiser 1 and 2. Now, maybe Chatterer disappears after number 2, but he's he, only in... He, I mean, I don't want to spoil it for you, but something happens to him in this movie. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's also in a movie called, that I kind of want to see now, Paintball Massacre, a movie called Fuck You, Immortality, The Krampus Calendar, Book of Monsters, Resurrection of Dracula, Werewolf of Mold- Moldavia, and Nightbreed, where he played Kinski. Weren't we talking about Moldavia? Moldavia. Moldavia. The Prince Fuck of Moldavia. Me. Me, the Scourge. <laughs> that's right. I command you. Vigo. Ah, uh, Vigo the Carpathian. Thank you, Lord. And Thank lastly, you. Frank, who is returns, is played by Sean Chapman. And the only thing I found interesting about him is this guy who's actually done a lot of Shakespeare. He's in Richard II and Henry IV, Part One and Two. I was not expecting to see a Shakespearean actor. Um, in this movie, especially Frank, who's so I, I, I actually kind of disagree. I I'm I'm not surprised by this because honestly, in my experience, Hellraiser is basically the Frasier of horror movies. <laughs> you know, Hell Frasier. Yeah. So like, I could easily <laughs> Hell <laughs> I wish I, I if I had a slow clap sound effect, I would play that for you. Hell Frasier Three: The Cecilling. So. He said you'll get the you'll get the air horn for that one. <laughs> but but I really do. It's it's they're so polite. It's a man they're so well spoken. <laughs> they're so well spoken. You know, they, they take their time with things. They wait for the like the impact of a punchline cuz I'm a fucking Frasier fan. I don't know if you guys know that. Love that. I shit. didn't. Yeah, <laughs> kind of oh, wish I didn't. Man, I've seen each episode Multiple times. Oh, definitely like you a lot less. Uh, <laughs> hand me one of those beers. Each episode, we just learn more and more about you. Yeah. Which makes good. us like you less and less. Maybe, yeah. Maybe so. <laughs> Some things you should keep to yourself. <laughs> All right. So, fine. Fuck you guys. I'm leaving. I'm going to go find myself a nice sherry to enjoy. <laughs> cooking sherry? Well, you watch Fraser's dad talk to a dog. Looks like Wishbone. <laughs> I love Wishbone, too. I was going to say, you brought... Like, oh, Jesus you Christ, Wishbone. he just He's opened up Pandora's box. <laughs> you opened the box. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm just setting notches up and he's spiking it down like Beerwolf. Uh, we, are we drinking these? These are for Aaron. Are we... oh, I just kind of been kissing on mine. <laughs> All right, so enough jaw jacket, jibber jabber. Let's move on to the movie itself. Um, I did my... I tried to do this as streamlined, but I'm sure it's going to get drawn out. So bear with us, guys. It's going to be a long one. Uh, we open with a montage of like the final 10, five to 10 minutes of the first film, uh, which I'm not going to go into that, It's but that's what happened. It opened with the closing minutes of the previous movie, and then we roll the title card in the opening credits. And we cut to a flashback scene where we see how Pinhead became Pinhead, sort of, uh, where he was a World War One British officer who gets pulled into the puzzle box, puzzle box and gets turned into Pinhead. And he, I love that. His name was Elliot Spencer. Thank you. And I, I like that they did that because... But they glossed over it so quickly. They did. Like, they well, did. But they, they gave you a taste. A taste. Because it's a setup for three. It, it seems like Which, it's a taste. Yeah, I haven't seen three, so at some point I guess I need to go see how it connects. And it's, I, I, I like that because I don't need to know everything. He's a fucking spooky dookie guy with pins on his head. But it's nice to know kind of where he came from. I like the little... Like you, like it's the little hot cocks that come in and set the pins, and then all of a sudden some whack, other whack, demonic whack. hammer <laughs> nails them in. Yeah. I was like, whose hand is that? <laughs> Tiny so, little baby demon hand. <laughs> they got their uh, uh, Cenobite uh, was assembly line down. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much, man. Demon elves. So who was like Pinhead before Satan's Pinhead's workshop? Pinhead? Is it like an office job kind of thing? Like you just show up like, oh, I'm the manager now. Maybe there was no lead Cenobite at the time. That's a good question. Yeah, because, I mean, he's he's from, what, 
1917. That's where World War yeah, yeah, World War One was. Yeah, yeah, around that time. So all of a sudden, he's the head shit. Yeah, well, we're talking maybe, about well, maybe our citizens, eons maybe of eons the other of hell. I was like, you know what? It's time for me to hang up. My yeah, kids. maybe it's retiring. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go kids. retire to you know the South Beach of Hell, you right. know, aka Miami, and we're just gonna go. Sounds like somebody wants to write Hellraiser: The Beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on board. I'm on board. Um, so then it just cuts to Kirsty or Christy <laughs> waking up uh, on a bed in a mental hospital with a cop named Ronson, who tells that her boyfriend Steve was sent home. I was going at. He, Bronson, was at her father's house and house, which is the house from the first movie. And he wants to talk about what happened, the events of the first movie. But then he gets a call from two beat cops searching the house who find two more bodies who look like they've been dead for, like, years. <laughs> instead crazy. of, like, a few hours. Like, fucking Decades. years. Yeah. He can hear the maggots, like, crawling on the one that's inside this little, like, wicker box. And I love how the other one, like, falls on him. Yeah, it just like comes out of nowhere, just falls yeah. on him. <laughs> He's just like black guy, shoot, shoot, shoot. Oh wait, <laughs> sir, are you okay? <laughs> um, but real quick, Steve, her boyfriend, never seen again. Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah, coming on that later. I really, yeah. Well, because they say it in the movie, he gets to go home. He got to go home. Real He's like, fuck this, packs <laughs> his shit up and goes. He's like that pussy might be good, but I'm not fucking around with demons and shit. <laughs> right. Also, I thought that house imploded. It did. It it it, 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 it fell turned apart. into a homeless Indian dude, and then a giant flaming bat demon. Either that, or I did fucking shrooms last time I watched that movie. <laughs> I do not remember that part. From the, the end of the movie. first okay. one, the the lament configuration is yes. in the hands of the uh, Indian salesman, right. who sold it to uh, uh, the the uncle um, Frank Frank uh, at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and he had it. Yeah, he had it back at the end. And he was selling That's how that movie out. ends, which... Yeah. Woo, woo, continuity, please. Yeah, they're fucking up all the shit. And, and this is supposed to be, like, is. immediately following. Yeah. Um, so, and then they find the blood-covered mattress, which played a big part in the first movie. So, and that comes back. Next, we meet Dr. Chenard, who's in the middle of some crazy-looking brain surgery while giving a lecture about it to some other random doctors, one of them, which is Kyle. Uh, in the middle of the surgery slash lecture, Chenard just gets called away to meet with a newly admitted patient and Kyle leaves with them. I'm like, that's yeah. fucking crazy. In what world would that be more important than the lady whose cranium Can is you- cut open with her exposed brain? Like, oh shit, I gotta go say hi to this chick. You'll be fine. Could you put my brain back in? Yeah, he just leaves her there. Embarrassing. He just leaves this bitch. He's like, I'm done. I've I've butchered her enough. I just love. She like look. Hello. Oh. (laughs) And she's got like these like weird like like jaw stirrups or something. Like the dental things like for your jaw openers in. I I always shit my pants whenever I watch any horror movie with medical stuff, especially psych wards, which comes in play here too. Yeah. But also the surgical theater. I'm like, oh god. Oh, God. I got to bite my fucking tongue every time I see this stuff. <laughs> Buddy, this isn't a psych word. Pretty sure, according to the elevator, this is a maintenance hospital. Right? Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we cut back to Christy, who's going crazy in a room, fighting with Ronson, who tries to restrain her, and she's ranting about the box and the Cenobites. And in comes Chenard and Kyle, who we learn is Chenard's assistant. Ronson goes to leave, but Christy blurts out that, You have to destroy the mattress! So Julia can't come back like Frank did. You have to destroy the mattress. And it's an, it kind of a really fucking weird-ass line to say, like, telling somebody to destroy a mattress, but she says it with such seriousness that it's like, all right. That's cool. probably why she's in the psych ward. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Chenard follows Ronson to talk to him, leaving Kyle with Christy. And then Chenard comes back, and Christy tells her that 
and then he, he comes right back and says, hey, uh, I have to go tend to another patient. Uh, so he's just bopping around, but like, if you're leaving, like, you may maybe go back to the chick whose brain you left exposed, <laughs> maybe going back to her, possibly, because he's just going from one person to another, not oh, doing man, anything. And he scrubbed down. He's good. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, this chick, it looks like she's being like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, reformed or re-educated, like, very Clockwork Orange style. Gotcha. Like, she's, like, just sitting there all, like, all this shit, like, forcing her eyes open, her mouth open, her brain's exposed. Well, Aaron, you worked in a hospital, right? In surgery... Surgeons always have closers. The, the the doctor themselves don't normally do it. They're the correct. specialists. Finish it, cut. They're cutters. They get in, they get correct. out, and then somebody finish the closer. Correct, up. correct. Right, correct, but I, correct. I, I get with normal. I get that with normal surgery. Like, hey, I have my appendix out, sewn back up. I'm done. Oh, I didn't know you were a brain surgeon. This is abnormal surgery. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like the fix, the girl's scalp is gone. Like it's an exposed brain. I don't think some like second year med student is gonna come in and staple her. I'd head have blown on it and see like her body twitch. <laughs> What? <laughs> also, apparently. So, what's your name? Push down that spot. I don't know. Jenny. What's your name? I don't Whoa. know. Jenny. <laughs> Horse noises. <laughs> I guess her head, like a human skull, consists of like big league chew. Because did you see those fucking weird brain meats? Yes. Yeah. And now, uh, again, I saw that. I'm like, no. <laughs> it's like they're having fun. I get it. Yeah, but... that's what I thought too. Oh God, um, I'm part so chew. Now, we're just skipping to Chrissy lying in bed at night, and she gets up and just. Leaves her room. She's in a psych ward, but apparently has the freedom to just wander around. That's okay. She has and, no. That's, that's that's accurate. Okay. Um, and she comes to a, she got the next room over, two doors down. She sees a girl in like her teens, maybe sixteen. Oh, Brad Pitt. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> that fucking chick. Are you guys has... shitting me? Bullshit, dude. Oh, this is fuck fucking nerd. Val Kilmer in a wig. <laughs> and you know I'm right. Young, young, young Val Kilmer. Yes, pre-cocaine. But... <laughs> she has a. This fucking, is Icebox in a wig. She has Iceman. a chin like a Have fucking bulldozer. She has a big chin. She's, <laughs> she's like Robert Nazar's little sister. There you go. <laughs> the fucking face looks like an inflatable pool. All right. All right. Yeah. So Brad Pitt <laughs> looked like Robert Eager after the cancer. <laughs> oh, fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck him in his soft wet mouth hole. All right. So anyway, she this girl Chrissy watches her and she just sits on the floor. Work on one is like um, 3D wooden like cube puzzles. And what you've seen, you know what I'm talking about. They're like these little zigzag pieces yeah. of wood that I'll go together and make a cube. And she's she's solving this puzzle. She suffers from puzzleitis. Uh, <laughs> Kyle comes up behind her and tells her about the girl who we learn has been here for six months, has no family, uh, she gets no visitors, and seems to be mute and never speaks. And that a nurse just decided to name her Tiffany. And that's all she does is solve puzzles. And so I'm like, based on that, why the fuck is this girl locked up in a mental asylum? She's not crazy. She's just a quiet orphan who likes puzzles. Puzzleitis. She should be like a foster care system or <laughs> something. Not not locked up in a mental institution. I, I do love it makes how zero sense. the doctor comes by, sees Kiersey, and says, Hey, let me tell you all about this chick. Yeah, so like, yeah, Doctor Confian. Let me let me open up her file for you. Let me just read it here. But he does mention something to the effect of she like she she saw extreme trauma. That's why she's silent. So she's had. And she watched her. He fucking breaks it down. He's like, he watched her family members die in horrible ways. Blah. I'm like, I don't Jesus remember him Christ. saying that, but I guess this so. is this is, and I, I'm gonna say this as a fan of the movie. This is the start of the theme of the movie. Where um, they don't go 
30 seconds without saying either Tiffany's name or Kirstie's name. Which I'm like, like, I'm fact fact about that later. I'm like, why is he having such a hard time saying the name? They fucking say it 90,000 times. (laughs) Should should that have been the drinking game? Dude, for real, if you're listening at home, take a fucking drink every time they say Tiffany or Kirstie. You're going to be fucking hammered in 15 minutes. Yeah, 20 minutes and you're out. Also, terminal puzzleitis. Okay. Um, That's why she's there. So... Christy goes back to her room. She goes to sleep, and she starts having <laughs> visions of a bloody, skinless man riding in blood on the wall. It says, like, help me. I'm in I'm hell. I'm in hell. Help me. All right, next what day. What a whiny bitch. <laughs> you know, I want to use Get that as. the hell over yourself, Dad. I want to use that as my Christmas card this year. <laughs> help me. I'm in hell. Merry Christmas. But I got to awesome. say, the effect is awesome. Yes. Oh, special, it looks fantastic. Special effects of this movie, top show. Okay, let's talk about that real quick. Let's get out of the way. Because for... This is, like I said, it came out in 1988, so honestly, it was probably made in, like, 86, 87. Safe um, I will say the special effects were, and gore, were really beyond what I was expecting. I, I was, it was, they're really good for, again, given the fact of the limitations of the 80s, superb, I think, in this. Really, really good on that front. Well, the Hellraiser movies, uh, well, the first couple ones. Anyway. Even the first one, like, there's a scene, the yeah, first one, like, this, where, like, Frank comes back to life in the first mm-hmm. one. He rises up as that skeleton. And he mm-hmm. cries like a little baby. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's weird. Ooh. But the, the special effect for that, again, oh, for that so would have been, what, 86, 87? It's good. It's really good. It's slow because it's kind of that stop motion, but it's it looks fantastic, yeah. like, visually. Yeah. yeah. yeah all the I love the skin suits. You know, it's the funny thing is, it's like, you would kind of expect, like, they look a little puffy. You sort of expect them to look a lot thinner since they're missing, you know, five pounds. No, that's of skin. why they got crackheads. But, you know, <laughs> you cut that shit open and it expands because it's exposed to air and it looks it looks realistic. And that's what I love about this yeah, skin yeah. suit. The, the, I was, the gore and special effects in this are really good for what I was expecting. I just, I do give props for that. I, I um, go ahead. Okay. Um, so next day we see Shenard walking around the hospital grounds and he's doing his rounds around the hospital. And then he goes down to, like, Freddy's boiler room basement <laughs> level. It's the like, maintenance room. It's, the ma- it's like, <laughs> it's yeah. Maintenance. This is fucking weird. I've never I forgot all about this. Even though I love this movie, I forget that when he goes down there, it's just instant fucking screaming and yeah. agony. Yeah. If you and this to- is where the super ultra crazies are locked up. But instead of being like, like I said, they could be locked up upstairs in a regular looking hospital. No, they, they put them in the, the, <laughs> a boiler maintenance tunnel and he's tiny, like basically smaller than a janitor's closet yes they're padded but jesus christ it's this is like inhumane levels of of, uh hospitals like these rooms are not big enough to lie down in is this correct mr psych ward no (laughs) not from my experience no i do hear these places are shitholes and worse than prisons the basement looks like if you get off the elevator if you go left Freddy's boiler room. If you go to the right, it's the fucking cult of thorn shit from Halloween Six. Yeah. So you just go straight ahead into. But crazy straight ahead stuff. is yeah. straight ahead is the pool. <laughs> I wouldn't fuck with that pool, man. That's how you get. So yeah, and uh, yeah, there's people just screaming, going, "This is the, the, the ultra wackies are down here, um, locked up in padded cells." Uh, Kyle visits Christy, who tells him that her father is dead, but he's all alone and still suffering, sounding like a crazy person. Uh, Kyle goes to get uh, Shannard to help, and Christy asks if he has a ticket to hell. Because that's what you're going to need to help him. That's kind of badass, though. Yeah. Got a ticket to hell! Sounds like a... Sounds like a uh, Eddie Money song? I was, Two I was, tickets I was, I was, to hell tonight! You think Eddie Money has to put up with this shit? I uh, said son of a son of a bitch! Yeah, something some definitely 80s metal or something like that. Oh, that's like um, Wasp or something. That's from Club Dread. You wouldn't know you weren't there. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> 
Check uh, out Here Comes the Spooky for the Club Dread episode. Uh, Kyle reaches Shenard's office, and as he walks in, he hears him on the phone. He starts eavesdropping on his phone conversation uh, with some random cop dude. And Shenard is making a deal with the cop uh, so he can get his hands on the bloody mattress instead of it going to get locked up in evidence and says and makes an agreement to have it delivered to his house. Uh, after the phone call, Kyle comes enters the office, and we cut back to Chrissy's room where uh, Shenard and Kyle are there. Uh, they listen to her ramble on about shit from the first movie involving Julia, her yeah, father. Yeah, we got like a second Frank. recap. Yeah, it's basically just the next few minutes are just pretty much recaps of the first movie and information dumps. If I can interject here, I like how even the movie and Marshall himself is focusing on the fact that it's a bloody mattress. Nobody's questioning the fact that they have these chains on it that seem yeah. to come from nowhere. Yeah. These bloody chains with hooks at the end. Yeah, totally right. They're just there. You're totally right. That's I, just normal for a mattress. The problem is, is that it's bloody. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right about that. I was, I do comment on the chains there, but yeah, for some reason, yeah, there's chains coming out of this. The mattress. cops are the same way. They're like, this fucking bloody mattress. I'm like, what about these fucking chains? <laughs> guys, meat guys, hook chains. Guys, it's simple. It's from uh, a hemophiliac who has a sleepwalking disorder. There you go. It's perfect. This is normal. where the guy who lived before cleaned his fish <laughs> with a fucking shotgun. <laughs> um,. So where is it? Oh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so yeah, it, it's just, uh, next we mention just story exposition dump, and Shenard says there's so much to investigate, so much for me to do, and he he leaves. And we cut to Shenard's house. The bloody mattress is there now, laying on the floor in his den, office slash cult room. Uh, and this is where I said complete. complete. This is where I'm it, most of the chains and the restraints are right. tight. So his saying. bro cave. His bro cave. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kyle breaks into the creepy cult den office right after Shenard. Uh, Chenard leaves and looks around at all the cult shit, which also includes not one, not two, but three different puzzle boxes on display, which I thought that was a little weird. I do love his reactions. As he's walking around, he just goes, weird. Is it fucking weird? Yeah. Pictures of the lament configuration on the wall. Flayed people. I will never say I am that versed on the Hellraiser universe and movies, but... I was under the impression there's only one puzzle box. Apparently not. So is so is that a thing? Are there multiple puzzle Let's boxes talk about now? This and if there are, seconds. why does he have like the original Rubik's cube? Hell puzzle box. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we just it's a lot fucking harder to solve than these guys. I comment boxes. on that one later too. Yes. <laughs> That's why you just take the stickers off so Pinhead doesn't show up. No. So like, do these other boxes like obviously uh, the laminate configuration? You know, they're for you, different ethnicities. So the one takes you to African hell. The other one takes you to the Chinese hell. Oh, is hell separated by the races? <laughs> I mean, you were in a Bible. You I th- tell I me. Like, <laughs> written by white people. I thought it'd be like Catholic hell or Protestant hell or Jewish hell. Oh, no, there's hell. white people hell. Jewish hell is where there's a calculator, but there's no equal button. <laughs> wow. Well, I was going to say maybe one like wow. goes to heaven or something and maybe doesn't say fucking racial slurs or, you know. But my thing is like also like... I don't know. Like, where I feel the... like we should clarify you're Jewish, so yeah. it's okay. Yeah, yeah. I can say that. It's okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, cool. My geez. entire wedding party wore yarmulkes. We got a lot of I've fucking got, heat I've, for one episode. I've, I've got video, uh, video and photo proof. <laughs> I feel like I've got to clarify things. So, it's okay for me to say. It's back. okay for me to say. We're back for one episode. Are we back? <laughs> one episode. I already got yeah, hate mail coming. I swear to God. You're it's okay for guys. me to say. Um. So yeah, Kyle finds then he finds this binder filled with other articles and finds an old picture of Pinhead before he was Pinhead and drawings of the puzzle box. But it, 
it's Pinhead doing. Well, don't forget, he touches the fucking bloody mattress. And this is a theme inside this movie. I don't know if it's a theme per se, but everyone in the 80s was just cool with touching blood. blood yeah. And then also tasting it. Yeah, putting like, it on Kirstie does it. The cops do it. Keith, everybody's just licking everybody's blood. Everybody's just fucking everybody. touching the blood. The mover at the end yeah. does it. And this shit, it's just yeah, the AIDS. This is like the height of like the H- right. HIV like right? yeah. AIDS. Maybe they're like, oh and shit, I can get the gift. Oh, yeah. Is this AIDS blood? Nope, 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 nope. Nope, this guy didn't taste skinny enough. She's <laughs> more fatty. So, it is tired. I, I, I got so many questions about the multiple puzzle boxes, but we got to move on. It's uh, puzzling. Shannara <laughs> comes back with one. Uh, Shannara comes back in with one of the ultra crazy guys from the hospital that we saw earlier. And Kyle hides behind the curtains like a four-year-old kid. You can see his feet sticking out of shit, yeah, too. He's, there. he's like... <laughs> He's like sneezing. Uh, Chenard Ch- has the crazy dude who has these hallucinations, like maggots crawling all over. Yeah, this is nasty. This guy's this really down. well done. I yeah. like Great this effects here. Yeah, yeah. This dude's having he has him sit time. on the mattress and then gives him a straight razor, which a crazy dude uses. He's start, like, like, like me, slicing his skin, trying to. And he, but they, he, yeah, he's slicing skin. himself into pieces. But in his mind, he's cutting. He's sh- basically removing the, the maggots. Yeah. He's yeah. cutting them off. So that's what it is. But he's just slicing the shit out of himself. And it's, it looks, it, it it like looks it's great. pretty disturbing yeah. after a while because it goes on for a hot minute. Yeah, and he actually, I feel sorry for the crazy dude, man. Like oh, that poor bastard. You oh know? yeah, um, he's having a good time though. Yeah. And then and Tanar just stands there watching this, like intrigued and like, ooh, like, like, ooh, this is fascinating. As the guy screams, "Get him off, man! Get him off!" And he's just slicing his skin off. And then two skinless, bloody arms erupt from the mattress and grab the guy by the Sexy face. Sexy arms. Then legs burst out and wrap Sexy around the legs. guy's legs, Sexy holding him down. And then, followed by the skinless, bloody face of a woman emerges from the mattress by the guy's head. Sexy teeth. <laughs> oh, right off the bat, I'm thinking UFC. I'm like, yo, she's got his back. She's got his back. She's going to choke him out. They straight fight a little bit, too, in this scene. <laughs> choke him out of the really lazy, realm. sloppy, slip slippery. and slide yeah. kind of fight. Apparently, nerve endings are super slippery. Um, so they both, like, both of them end up rolling off the mattress, and the crazy guy tries to crawl away, but skinless chick gets a hold of him, and basically ends up killing him, but, like, kind of, like, doing like the Flash does, almost. Like, he's like, he's just, like, she just sticks his, her fingers in and through the back of his skull, and, and he's coming. just dead. She's absorbing him. Yeah. Sure, that's what I like how do. he's reaching for Kyle, too, as if he he's knew he cur- was there. I don't yeah. think he's re- I didn't get that. I thought he was just reaching for the curtain. But, he's, but it's the exact spot that yeah. Kyle and is It's at. very dramatic, because Kyle's behind the curtain, crazy guy's like, reaching for out, He's like, dude. oh, shit, yeah, he's like, I'm going to get caught. And as soon as he gets killed, or as soon as he gets taken away, he just goes, pew, <laughs> dips on Fuck this place. <laughs> this party's a little I too love real. Feet don't I'm out. So... The whole time, again, Chenard just standing there watching all this with intrigue. He's more intrigued and fascinated than scared. And then skinless chick just turns Chenard to Chenard and says, "Help me!" And he just kind of like takes his foot and just kind of like half-ass kind of kicks the mattress nudges towards her, nudges the mattress towards her, and she kind of like, like it moves it. like three inches yeah. towards her. Like that's a lot of help. And she kind of flops on it, and then she crawls he ain't onto no bloody it. bitch. He's the one that's not touching blood. He's a doctor. He knows. Well, he's like Jesus. He helps those who help themselves. <laughs> yes. So, there you go. Uh, she crawls onto it and like soaks up the blood like a lizard on a rock, soaking in the sun or something like that. <laughs> and she looks at him like. Don't be scared of me. Yeah. Oh, don't be scared of the blood. <laughs> the skinless blade bitch emerged from a mattress and just stuck her hand in the back of some dude's head. Like, 
But no, I'm not scary. Not, don't have to be scared. I'm, I'm not scared. I'm, I'm not scared I'm not, at all. I'm a lot more like you than yeah. you know. <laughs> you don't have to be afraid of me. I'm just a lady. Yeah. She's more afraid of you than you are of her. <laughs> so then we get a quick scene of Tiffany doing another puzzle. Then we go right back to Chenard's house the next morning where skinless Julia is wearing a white suit. It has to be a, white. Oh minus a shirt. I'm the like, entire why, house is white. Why not, what if he makes it to put her in a black suit? Right? Why yeah. white? The entire house is very uh, white. white. It feels like an Apple store. In the that 80s. was the 80s, man. I got, like, but like, like American Psycho, dude. American yeah. I'm just yeah. going to say, Crockett's going to be pissed when he finds out what she did to her fucking jacket. <laughs> yeah. Like, also... Yeah. Did Where's she tubs? just leave in fucking like bloody prints? Or I'd be like, bitch, footprints, handprints you're, you're on the wall. You're a guest in my house, but clean the fuck up. Stop touching yourself. stuff. Yeah, just stop. Breaks the mirror. Get some rubber gloves on. Oh, you don't like the way you look? Get some skin, <laughs> <laughs> bitch. Why do you have to so, touch the walls? Fucking um, skinless ass women. Ugh. So um, I swear. he just be her, skinless. He basically ends up saying like, oh, I'm, she's like, oh, I'm horrified, I'm terrified. I know. He's like, no, you are beautiful. And then they share a cigarette together. And then ra- he wraps her up in gauze like a mummy, and they end up dancing for a minute. And then she places his hands on her ass, and they start making out, and it's fucking awful looking. I you see your- skinless vag for a second because the skirt gets fat. I thought that was her ass. I thought that was her, that's her ass. Okay. Was I, it her I, ass? I, well, I'm really ass. fucking hard to tell without <laughs> fucking skin, <laughs> right? Uh, but the kissing is terrible. It looks like they're both of them are trying to swallow each other's heads. It is the largest? Oh, you've never made out with a chick without skin before? Because that's how you fucking do it. Everybody's just into blood play in these movies. Because she had no problem kissing Frank in the first movie like that. Really bugs me. Yeah. Well, it's not the fact she's blood. It's like they're, I've never seen such open mouth. It's like it's the biggest open mouth kiss I've ever seen. Is that not how you kiss your wife? No. Mike, get over here. Am I doing it right? Let's show him how it's done. Let's show him how it's done. (laughs) You suffer from terminal puzzle like this. And she basically says, then she looks at him and says, now I need skin. (laughs) That's it. Now spit in my asshole. (laughs) Spit in my asshole. (laughs) Can you Uh, give me some Popeyes, but also give me some skin too. Oh, I'll just use the chicken skin. There you go. Just take the skin off. Uh, Chicken's up for grabs. We go back to, go back to Chrissy. Uh, Kyle pops up as she gets out of the shower, which that's fucking creepy. <laughs> I know. I <laughs> hope she gets out of the shower and he's just chilling there like, sup. Sup. <laughs> it's like, just go back to the shower. I need about 20 this more seconds. This guy looks like Tom Hanks on the Spectrum brother. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> just, dude he, he looks like the dude that played Jimmy Olsen. From the old Superman Yes, flicks. yes. And then we'll do the Tom Hanks things, too, that one. <laughs> um, basically, he says, like, hey, it's all true. Everything you said right. Like, uh, now get dressed. I'm getting you out of here. Um, oh, they steal her clothes? Yeah. 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 She, she goes to check the clothes. She's like, fuck. It's a weird, like, why is that even? It's my favorite a- line, too. He goes, I can get you some clothes. I'm, I'm a, a doctor. doctor. I'm a doctor. <laughs> I have a PhD in clothesology. Yeah, I, that's the weirdest thing. But he does. He, he does, comes he through. Does. He does. It's a, yeah, she, he gets her a fucking Indiana weird. Jones costume. Yeah. Fuck. That whole sequence is weird. One, he's creeping on her in the shower. Two, he why are her clothes, clothes missing? That makes zero sense. You know what? That's probably some psych ward flex shit. Like, oh, new meat's here. Let's steal her fucking clothes kind of shit. Well, you know, you, know, but there's no, you don't see who steals them. There's no reason for him to be stolen. And then the doctor, Kyle's like, I get your clothes. 
I'm a doctor. He's flexing his doctor's swag. I'm a doctor. I'm I a can doctor. Get I can get I'll use my big paycheck. <laughs> and then cut back to the chick in the surgery with her brain still like closed. Like, She's like, whoa. <laughs> I would love that. You know how this hospital works? Maintenance That's is actually the psych ward. The, the laundromat's really a fucking used car I, lot. I just would love to watch him walk into that room where the chick's brain's open. I'm just like, you're going to use these clothes? Cause, um, yeah, you're, you're not using yeah, them right now, right? Them. Call a doctor. <laughs> Call a doctor. I am a doctor. <laughs> And these are mine. And then the janitor comes in to start sweeping. <laughs> My brain's cold. Please cover it. She's just hanging out going, it's a living. <laughs> oh, the shit I see at this hospital. <laughs> so they talk. Um, that Then they, they talk about what Kyle saw at Chenard's office. And Christy insists on going back to Chenard's house so they can get her father. Because, yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, during this scene, Kyle oh, Chandler... Where, where's, where's her father? Basically, okay, for, if you guys for some reason haven't seen Hellraiser, her father's dead. Her father was killed in the first one and like basically taken to hell, is what they're saying. So now I have to go to Chenard's house, because apparently I can go to... There, I can get to hell through Chenard's house, as, as, as her logic. According to the producers, he's allergic to paychecks. Yeah, that which we talk about so that later. That's not the dad from fucking stepfather, because he sure as fuck looks like him. No, you see what you're talking about, uh, Terry O'Quinn. Yeah, you know all those white people look alike to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Says the Irish guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what the fuck are you talking about? And this is another weird thing with Kyle, because during this scene, like as we're talking about, Chrissy says something. Like, I have to help my dad or something. Kyle reaches out. And like tenderly touches her chin in this romantic, creepy way. I'm like, are they trying to set up a romance with these two? Because we already like the writers, I guess, just again didn't care, forgot. Even though like we mentioned earlier, the boyfriend is mentioned at the beginning of this movie. Oh, he was fine, he's he went home. You know what? Steve. He has a boyfriend. You know what? Marcus and Kyle's here, like he was probably a fuck boy. That's what it was. She got her nut off, and they're like, get out of here, you fucking bone. But Steve Holt. But she this whole time she's like. I need. She's begging for people to believe her about the Cenobites, but her boyfriend, who ex- lived and experienced lived through the events of the first movie, experienced the Cenobites, saw firsthand. He's out. He's like, she's not. A, she's not saying I gotta go get Kyle or or Steve. I need to get Steve to help because he knows what um he knows what what what, what happened. She's like, nope. She completely forgets about Steve. She doesn't bring him up ever again, even though he should be the first person. She's like, he knows what's happened. He can help out. He understands. And then you got creepy Kyle touching her chin all fucking weird like. We also did miss the dude who didn't believe her in the beginning, which kind of makes... Bronson? Is the reason that she's like pressing so hard because he's like, don't give me any bullshit about your fucking okay. demons. We had to send your boyfriend home. <laughs> also, sorry my job makes me forget about my manners. Tell him about the dead bodies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's gone. the reason that he's... she's pressing so hard. Tell him about the dead bodies. <laughs> yeah, and Ronson you never see again after he leaves the hospital. Too. He's gone. But it's like, I saw so weird that like, she never was like, I need to go get Steve. We got to go get Steve. He can help or he understands. And she's just like, fuck him. And then you got creepy Kyle touching her chin. Like, all of a sudden, like, now they're a romantic couple. Like, I was like, what is happening? Ube. That's a bold move, too, man. Touching someone's face like that. That's, well, nobody's uh, going to believe her. She's I, crazy and he's a doctor. Everybody's so. into blood play in this movie. All right? So being close like that <laughs> I isn't going to fucking make anybody flinch. Because I'm a doctor. That's right. <laughs> but I just remember, like, Cheek tone. talking to girls and, like, I mean, even some girls saying, don't touch my face during sex because that's too intimate. I'm like, ooh. 
So you just blow a load on their face and ta-da. It's fine. That's fine. fine. No, that's, that's when fine. you blow a load in their stomach belly button and then you take their finger and put it in it. No, that's when you hold their eyelids open and you fucking hot glue jizz in their eye and they get the cock monocle. It is a lot of effort. That's a callback from the Driller Killer, dumbass. Holy I remember that. Fuck, this just went off the rails like a muck train. <laughs> <laughs> Terminal puzzleitis. Fuck. <laughs> God damn. So much move on. <laughs> so he uh, walks in, he's dressed like the Undertaker. <laughs> Son of a bitch, I was playing with fire. Back to Chenard and Julia making out again as she turns away, walks over to some random naked chick now who's chained up in a room in his attic. And Julia reaches out, grabs the girl who screams. The camera pans across the room, and we see like a dozen other dead corpses hanging from chains. Oh, the dead Great body. The, special effects. The this. dead body room. Good. The but dead like, body room. Yeah, like, they're, they're all like <laughs> different stages of decay. Yes, yes. does not match yeah. the theme of and the house. I, no. <laughs> I love the like. It really he just he just happens to have a murder room with a fucking wooden pole in the middle. Well, that's when you buy houses. You ask. Also, so, I which... guess the chains are just normal. No one's questions it. Same like the fucking mattress. Yeah, it's yeah. a Hellraiser movie. Chains come with the fucking DVD case. <laughs> it's it's like having a classic Victorian house. But then you go into one room and it's just like bar stools and pinball machines and, and all kinds of crazy dead ass like, white bitches. Yeah. <laughs> My dead ass white bitch room. What a lovely dead white bitch room. Because you, you know have. when you when you're house hunting, that's the first thing you're just like, where's the murder room? You know, I don't Mar- need the kitchen to the bathroom. You know where's the murder room? But this, I mean, this whole scene, it, it's it's filmed well. The lighting is excellent. The whole cinematography about this is it's just wonderful. I love because you can actually see the shadows, the silhouettes of these dead bodies that are chained and stuck there, and they're real. They're real actresses. But That's how do cool you part. really feel? It's all right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, dead no, it's it's, it's dead cool. It, it's a cool scene because, like I said, when you see it, all you see is the one chick who's naked, and and then it pans. You see all the other dead corpses hanging. For there. a split second, I thought it was Radon Chong. All right. uh, and then after she kills the, the, this one girl, Ch- uh, then just cuts the gauze off of Julia, and we see that she's back to her s- normal skin-covered self now, and her hair is all luscious and full volume, too. Her hair is way better in this movie. She's been using Pert Plus. It's the 80s. <laughs> I'll just say Vidal says soon, but, no. you know. Straight from the Paul Mitchell handbook. <laughs> Paul Mitchell, that's the, yeah. It's Dude, Vidal says soon. Done, moving on. Sorry. I'm more of a VO5 guy myself. 80s shampoos. That's why you tuned in, right? <laughs> yes. I like to have sex with animals. <laughs> <laughs> Makes my coat shiny and smooth. Okay. All right. He's doing that's it on somebody weird. else's show. <laughs> well... Uh, we're going to timestamp that and mark that one for the evidence locker later. <laughs> um, Bring us back, Marsha. Bring us time back. Time passes. Chenard leaves, and we see Kyle and Chrissy break into the Colt Den office room. Uh, Chenard has, like, no security. This is, like, twice now. They just walk right into his house. And you think well, Kyle was, had the key. He's got a attic full of corpses, a dead woman walking, a demon hell woman walking around, an office full of, like, crazy sus... Sus. 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 <laughs> Cult shit. And he's just like, people are just walking into his house really nilly. Well, because Kyle had the key uh, to the window the first time. It's, I, a window, it's like a giant door. Did he have door. a key? Yeah, yeah, he did. He had a key. Like okay. a yeah, it's I, a I fucking brick. All right. Boom. There you go. <laughs> There's the key. Um, so, anyway, Kyle didn't immediately leaves Christy all alone. He's like, you say, I'm going to go check out the house. Bye. I'm Let's looking for sure. more white bitches. <laughs> yeah. Let's split up. He he, ups, he goes upstairs and bumps into Instead Julia. Instead of out the door. 
Yes. Yeah, he bumps into Julia, and Julia is just like, "Oh, is he gone?" Yeah, like, she, she, she plays starts dumb. playing dumb. She, she plays the like, victim. She plays like, she's the a victim. victim. She flipping that script, and she lures him into the corpse room, uh, where she just kills him by making out with him again, and it looks like she's trying to swallow his head. But I guess she kisses the life force out of him. Kind of well, like puts she puts the, the hand back of the head. Did she? Head, I, thought yeah. was, I thought it was like an evil rogue. Like she no. was and this was cool because the camera pans around. And one of the things that's on this is like he he's rotting away, right, yeah. in real time. And like his skin develops like pulsating boils on his neck. They look really Ooh, good. Say it again. Pulsating oh, boils. And, like, I know, like, like the veins get all black and like thick. And like, it, it's pretty. It, it's it pretty looks pretty good. It looks yeah, really good. It, it also makes me question why the fuck was this guy once? Okay, maybe I get it. She's a victim, boy. I, I feel bad for you. But you go in the murder room and she comes in and she's fucking chill and trying to put the moves on you. Yeah. Wouldn't you be like, warning, warning, danger, danger? You just be freaking the yes. fuck out. Yeah. All aboard the murder train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't agree. It's not the same thing. Like he shows, like no, like oh shit, something's wrong here. He's just like he's way too eager to like let this chick just start making out in a in a murder room with corpses hanging all over the place. Well, she set the mood. She hung up her <laughs> finest dead white bitches. <laughs> so yeah. Um. Anyway, so we go back to Chrissy who hears. Kyle's body thump on the like fall, and when it hits the ground, she hears the thump from downstairs. But before she goes, yeah, exactly. Before she goes to look for him, she pockets the picture of Pinhead before he was Pinhead. Was that just hanging out in the? It's just room? like she was going well, through like, the binders. She was flipping through the binders. She was snooping. Yeah. She I was guess, snoopy yeah. snooping. So yeah, Fucking detective makes snoopy tits. But I also wonder, like, why <laughs> the fuck is, is how does Chenard know that that's pin? Like, I, the, the re- there's no. Ex- Video game logic, Mark. I guess it is. It's like yeah. there's no reason he should this know. Guy Why looks would familiar. he have this he, picture well, of she did, Yeah, Chrissy might if you stretch. But he's like, into oh, it. Like, I mean, you can see he's got fucking like puzzle boxes without the pins in his head. He's I'm in, gonna take this. He's into this stuff. He's totally. Uh, but on how? But he looks like a doof. But as far as we know, and this isn't like this is. There is no Friday Thirteenth Jason logic here. No Friday. Like not. There's not like when you go up to Camp Crystal Lake, Camp Blood Lake. It's due. Guess Jason's here. Stay away. Right. Not like Jason's a known a known thing in that universe. Right. Here, nobody knows Pinhead and Cinnabites exist. So there should be no reason that people but are he's, like he's like balls no. deep in it. Yeah, generally not true. Because here's what you could expect: is what we've seen in the first one is that Kirstie summoned them and survived. So therefore, logically, okay. we could she assume knocked, that there are survivors that have used the limited configuration and come back, and they could then describe. Pinhead and the rest oh of the Cenobites. Right. Pinhead's yeah, like and, Dog and, the Bounty Hunter. And Frank was fucking into it in the first one. And you think, you know, Frank just seems like a Joe Maybe Frank's asshole. not the only guy that escaped. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 like, yeah, you know, right. the Doctor, he seems way more... There has, to be, there, there has to be enough lore to make people interested to seek the Columbia configuration out in the first place. Yeah. Therefore, Frank there's... Has logically, there's got to be some sort of survivors. All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I didn't think... You know what, that's my sober moment. But I'm bound. Man, I'm looking at your graveyard. I, I'm surprised you have a. No, I moment. need to get like an applause sound effect, but you give me. I just, that's all I got right now. I'm I'll take an you, EI because I will take. Oh, you want an EI? Uh, let me find an EI for wow, you. Wow, you want an EI? You want an EI? No, that's that's DJ Ahorn. <laughs> Why is that EI not working for me? Speaking of EI, have you guys seen Nelly on the Burger King commercial? There we go. There's your EI. <laughs> No, tell me about the Burger King commercial. Tell me, so, tell me about the Burger King. Burger King is making like 
It's like it's real people doing real things, and I guess they're using his real name. And so Nelly shows up dressed like fucking Nelly, like, "Hey, what's up? I'm her." Did he have the band aid? Who would be? No, who else he would didn't. be dressed like? But then he all of a sudden out comes Nelly in normal like street clothes, like a guy. And his name is like you know, I forget. It's like you know, Nelly. It's Nelly. David, Don't tell me. David, David Billy Junior or something like that. And he's like, "Hey, yeah, you know, I gotta be real because this is a real meal." <laughs> But I have not seen that. Oh, it's, it's, and it's I don't ridiculous. think I want to see that. Yeah, no, back no. to Hellraiser. That was terrible. Yeah, that was terrible. Um, Sorry. It's the most recent Nelly thing he's done <laughs> story since sucked. fucking Hellraiser. Um, will be but your face is nice. So, oh, thank you. That's all I care about. Anyway, Chrissy pockets a picture of Pinhead, and she moves on, and she finds she, she goes, she ends up finding Kyle's body in the corpse room, and Julia's there, and just pops up, and she's already there, and she's like, and she tells Chris, like, hey, you got good taste in men. Wah, wah. <laughs> and that she's no longer the wicked stepmother. Now she's the evil queen. Christy screams, You're charges scared. Julia like she's going to attack his charger. And then Julia just gives Christy the, like, the backhanded pimp slap from hell, which knocks Christy out cold. Your skinless <laughs> woman has evolved. <laughs> she's got skinless strength. That's right. What, are you getting jealous? And then, no. so, uh, tabs. so, uh, Chenard now he comes back saying it's my turn and he leads Tiffany into the room, uh, who for some reason doesn't seem to notice or okay. just doesn't give a fuck about the bloody corpses hanging from chains. Oh no. She's dude, completely, she's emo- completely emotionless. She's like, okay, whatever. Terminal. They might as well be like, these might be able to be ferns hanging from potters at this point to her. Uh, and then it just cuts to Tiffany alone sitting on the floor in the cult den with the puzzle box while Trenard and Julia watch from like a hidden window like Scooby-Doo villains behind a picture or something. For real. Um, after several boring moments of watching her just sit there, Tiffany opens the puzzle box. At this point, I'm like, can we really even call this thing a fucking puzzle box? Because all it takes to open a goddamn thing is to push the one circular button it has in the middle of it and it fucking opens. There's no puzzle about this thing. There's no zippities out of Rubik's Cube, turn here, twist there, do that. It just push the button and it opens. How is this a challenge to anybody? It, it seems like you <laughs> Tell me to, how you really feel. <laughs> it seems like you had to finger it a little bit. You, had to you gotta lick your thumb. You gotta, you gotta, gotta, you gotta rub your finger around the G spot. Around this G spot. And then you, you push the button and, and it opens. Under the box. And I'm done. Yeah, and that, that's we said it earlier. It should be easier. It should be harder than a fucking Rubik's Cube. Yeah, it, it the open be. the gates of hell should be harder than a Rubik's Cube. Yeah. But Could every every fucking a squirrel could open that goddamn box. <laughs> Maybe that's why there's so many survivors and so many people know about because it. it's just Everybody's that fucking easy. It. Yeah. I don't know. I don't see a lot of squirrels in the later Hellraiser sequels, though. <laughs> right? In the, in the realm of Leviathan. But because they all squirrels. open the boxes and Pinhead's like, God damn, these squirrels. They They're kill crafty them all. as fuck. We have such wonderful acorns to show you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so all the glass in the room violently explodes and shatters. Wind tosses books and papers all around the room. Making a goddamn and mess. And the walls slide apart and open doorways to, like, a illuminated stony tunnel. And the Cenobites emerge from it. Tiffany again just sits there on the floor, like, as the Cenobites surround her. She's like, all right. You guys got any I'm puzzles? Good. Yeah. Right? It's like, <laughs> I'm, like, super into puzzles right now. <laughs> Not a care in the world. Uh, Pinhead enters last, and he's like, "Tells the others to so you wait." Get, you get Chatterbox, yes. Butterball, oh, yes. the woman, the uh, bald female. woman, yeah, yeah, the uh, female, and then and then 
And then uh, Pinhead comes then, in. And Frazier. <laughs> Hell Frazier, yes. And hey, then, maybe I hear the news are calling. And no skin and some just scrambled like, eggs. He comes in, he's going, Lilith, Lilith. <laughs> and you open the box. <laughs> Pinhead just tells him, like, wait. And uh, it's not hands that caught us. It is desire. Exactly. And, it's not he who opens the box or she who opens the box. It's... No. Wanting to be in our realm. He who's, said, who's the one who wants it? He yeah. said, you desire to catch these hands. That's what he said. Uh, <laughs> all right, Braun Strowman. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and he turns his head to where Chenard and Julia are hiding. Uh, but they're no longer there. They like skedaddled. They're they came down some dark corridor somewhere, like a secret passage or something. I don't fucking know. It doesn't make sense. Uh, the puzzle box closes as Christy wakes up. Uh, and she sees the room like changing. It, it and it's kind of like I don't know, kind of a Silent Hill esque. Like it's there and it's starting to change. And all there's like these wind. It's it changes in front of her. Uh, she ends up in the cult den. Everyone's gone. She grabs the box, heads down to one of the new. Not even scared. She's like, "There's the box. Good. There's a doorway to hell. Boom! I'm yeah, in it. I'm in it. Yep. Yeah, Maybe there's. Didn't even get a second thought. Maybe there's some puzzles. Um, she call, no. She's calling out for her dad. She runs down the hallway. Uh, Tiffany's also wandering around alone down these strange new hallways. And this is where shit starts getting weird and surreal. Um, and it's be, now it gets weird. Now it gets weird. <laughs> uh, so it's going to be, it could be a little problematic to probably totally and probably fully describe all this, but we'll do uh, our best. Fucking messy. Tiffany ends up at a dark twisted carnival for some reason. In Juggalo. Yeah. Ju- in Juggalo land. Um, and her mom's I got, I got like and, visions of like, uh, yeah, she's it, in the hall of mirrors. And, and the mirrors start filling out visions of... Oh, I was thinking of fucking Rob Zombie's um, oh, Rob. really bad movie. The, oh, wait, the, that's all of them. The second one. The, the, the uh, not House Devil's, of a Thousand House, Corpses. Halloween 2. Devil's Rejects. Devil's Rejects. It had a Devil. ghost pony. Yeah. <laughs> 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 fucking ghost pony. Still haven't seen it. Don't. Uh, don't. don't. You should watch Jurla Killer instead. You should get um, dental work. That might be our Halloween movie this year. We might just do Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 for a Halloween episode. Weird Al Yankovic's in it. I'm in. <laughs> He's in it, too. I'd yeah. rather I'd rather handle the AIDS monkey bones without gloves. <laughs> <laughs> or lick some fucking matches. So, like I said, she movie. enters the Hall of Mirrors, and all the mirrors fill with visions of, like, I guess it's, like, we're supposed to be your mom. H-bomb. And she's like, say, and she keeps saying, help my daughter, help, help my daughter, daughter, over and over and over again. And then there's, like, this old-timey clown sitting on his ass juggling eyeballs. And that a, was cool. A giant floating baby who's sewing his own cool. lips shut. This is, that looked like shit. That was, was a plastic. Yeah, that's a plastic fucking doll. Baby. Yeah, it's a plastic doll. <laughs> yes, the crawling dead. Eamon Harvey and Missy Dawn shout, shout out, out had a better baby I will, doll. But the juggling clown with like his hands full of pools of blood with the eyeballs. That was cool. That was kind of cool. Yeah, his eyes were. He was juggling his own eyes. Yeah, that this, was neat. This is an edge lord meme, just fucking wet dream. Yes. Like, oh yeah, the baby's stitches mouth shut. And then a demonic clown laughs. Not different clown. Not the one who's juggling. A different clown. This looks more like a juggalo clown. Uh, Killer starts, Matt just starts though. laughing and then shatters a mirror and Tiffany's back in the stone archways hallways again. Did you guys hear Shaggy Two Dope has cancer? No. Yeah. Oh, it could happen to a finer yeah. person. But the- <laughs> <laughs> Cheese and rice, Marshall. <laughs> I had to say my opinion on Insane Clown Posse has changed considerably. Since you started hanging out with the No, 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 no. Was it in his funny bone? I I keep reading articles and articles and articles about how they're really accepting people and actually Except for pedophiles and murderers. That's the cutoff. And he knows what he fucking did. They seem to be okay. Is that your problem with it? 
No, and that's I, why I, I don't hate... like the jugglers because they don't like pedophiles and children murderers. Your thuggish, ruggish bone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just give that up. But I just hate. I hate their music. I think mean, their music sucks. But it seems like they're an accepting group mm-hmm. of people. So they are crazy accepting. You should. Say that again when we're outside with our baseball bats in the dark alley. <laughs> uh, I have a t-ball bat. <laughs> all right, moving back on. Uh, and that's anyway, how we got beat this up. episode is all. That's over how we place. got beat up and our bat stolen. <laughs> Tiffany ends up in like this M.C. Escher like maze area. Yeah. Straight, <laughs> totally straight up. The, uh, the... No, I'm sorry, sir. You played Final Fantasy VII. This is clearly the city of the ancients. Yes. Uh, fuck you guys. It's definitely Jarrus Labyrinth. At all times. Okay. I thought about the Labyrinth too. The magic dance. The voodoo, power of the babe. Who do you voodoo, bitch? Yeah, all the three of them. City of the Ancients, the Labyrinth from Labyrinth, and an MC Asher painting. All three of them. Whatever makes you happy. They all work. That reference. We go back to Christy running through the endless hallways, and then suddenly she's back in her childhood home looking at pictures of her mom and dad. The pictures begin to bleed, and the picture of her mom turns into a picture of Julia. Blood and bugs start pouring out from the walls and pictures. She screams for help. And is then just back in the stone hallways with Cenobites closing in around her. They exchange some dialogue about her father and personal hells and all this shit. This is cool because they she escaped the Cenobites in the first one by exchanging her life for Frank. And yeah. then they betrayed her. They were like, well, fuck she, you. We're going to actually capture you. And she escaped. So in this one, like, he, you know, help, um, the pinhead's like, look, <laughs> We want to taste your flesh. We're going to have it no matter what. You are not going to escape this time. Why Explore you... hell to your fucking yeah. heart's content. Why did just, you sound like Mr. I don't Krabs think that was... That's, that's that. why I feel like this is the Frasier yeah. of fucking, you know... But it's, <laughs> of, it's, it's cool. People. Like, you, it's letting you know, like, there's, in, there's impending doom. Cool. For her, there's no escape. She's there in yeah, hell. She, they're going to get her. Not wrong. And even though she's an innocent, it's, that's not what's important to the Cenobites. It's all about just... Souls. They're like, knock yourself out. Yeah, Go I, explore. I, I have, we got all the time hope, in the world. I hope I have... I guess I could ask now, but I'm trying to explain it. I don't understand, I guess... This plot? The, well, the plot, but I don't understand. Like, the Cinebites, I just... Again, maybe if I watch 3 or something, they explain more. I don't understand the... Kind of hierarchy. Motiva- the hierarchy and the motivation. Like It, for, it just seems like the Cinebites are like, after... They're there to punish the guilty and the sinners and all that stuff. Like no, Frank they're just there to Doctor Chenard. But then you got Tiffany, who they let Tiffany go. Dude, this shit for the most part. And then Christy was an innocent, but now they're like, you haven't really done anything Tiffany, wrong. But now we're gonna kill you. Think anyway. of Tiffany as so a mental I, patient who innocently solved the puzzle box, as were Kirsty solved it on purpose multiple times to fuck over Frank in the first. She wanted to go there. Oh, Tiffany had okay. no desire. She just saw something in front of her and was like. Let me do this, Man, right? Kirsty wanted wanted but to Christy solve it did on it for purpose. For the right reasons, so doesn't matter. The, she still had motivation to solve it. And Tiffany that was, is just an aid worker wanted. in Afghanistan trying to help people. Yeah. Wound up in a horrible situation. With that in- Kirsty was like, "I want to go to hell to get my dad." And fucking Pinhead's like, all right. "Cool, you're just not leaving. I'll let you get here. That's not a problem." All right, all right. I see. It. For that point, I can accept that. All right. So, and moving on, they, they like uh, Eric. She said, explains it in three in a like. Okay. There's a bunch I of need to watch three, I said. But, okay. Um, like Eric said, they let Christy go. They like, go explore, do whatever they're... But, before, <laughs> you ain't going nowhere. but then he turns the puzzle box into some sort of, like, nice. angular, geometric-looking dagger This thingy. part's weird. For, like, yeah. Like, oh, this part. This is when the movie So, the, it's just weird. It's uh, there's uh, no reason for this to happen. Um, then we go back to Julia and Chenard walking down a dark stone hallway... 
The sounds of baby crying echoed down the corridor, so that's weird. Um, Julia's dress looks like they just wrapped her in a sheet at this point. Uh, the two of them come to a room where two guys and a girl are having a three-way sexcapade in a hot spring while... Uh, yeah, and then Shannard is kinky as I thought. Yeah, Shannard just watching this, and then the girl More getting tag teamed turns into Julia, who turns and looks at Shannard while getting banged by two guys. Uh, that's where, and then Julia, who's staying behind him, whispers into his ear, "Come, I have such sights to show you." And then it cuts away. So that threesome pool thing that fucks me up because one dude is like turned absolutely backwards. Yeah, so like he's got his back so long. It's like he's but fucking. I thought, that was, I thought it was a one dude and two chicks. They are sharing a double-ended dildo. He's getting pegged. Where's Jennifer Connelly? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we need this. Where's Jared? Jesus, <laughs> coming back. This is actually a fucking prequel to the Labyrinth. We need to send her a birthday card. <laughs> <laughs> I'm missing <laughs> something in that. I, I don't know how we went from double-ended dildo pegging to Jennifer Connelly. So. And her birthday. <laughs> uh, Requiem for a Dream. Oh, I Jennifer seen Connelly. That okay, He's also in Labyrinth. Yes. Jareth. Connection. And we're back. Nachos wins. Well, what's Requiem for a Dream have to do with anything? Because I haven't seen it. So double-headed dildo. Double-dongs. It's, it's double the only okay. cool She double-dongs for a pile of cocaine. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Like, like, I like cocaine. cocaine, but I would not do that. You sure? Yes, you would. Yeah. Has anybody asked you? Depends on the qu- <laughs> depends on the quality. Has anybody asked? Listen, ask birthday you? boy, you got three hours after this. <laughs> You're gonna be walking like yes. a cowboy when we're done with you. <laughs> yeah. Let's test so, that. Thing. Sorry, Marshall. Uh, that's fine. Uh, Tiffany and Christy end up finding each other in tunnels, and Christy tells Tiffany that she has to close the box, but they have to help each other out to do it. So blah blah blah. They team up. Julia, they say each other's name a whole bunch. Yeah, they do. Julia and Chenard end up on the top of like the MC Escher maze. Where a huge floating obelisk thing with black shadows Lasers. or tendrils or energy it's the Lament configuration as it's as it's currently appearing. See, I kind of got it like that was Leviathan well, that's, from the Leviathan. We're coming up on that. Okay. So yeah. So Julia says that this thing is the god that she served in his world and in this one, the Lord of the Labyrinth. Her god, Leviathan. Jared. So, so that's her. where that comes from. Damn. So this giant obelisk is supposedly Leviathan. Chenard then suddenly turns black, like outlined in gold, like some weird zippity, weird doodah special effect here that's really odd. And he gets a series of fast flashbacks and visions, which I'm not going into. Uh, Julia makes out with him some more. Well, this is when we see he's he's basically re- his life in review, like you know, it's like oh my life left for my eyes kind of thing. He's you're getting the backstory that he's actually not he's a doctor but he's really a serial killer no dude somebody hit the altered estates fucking what? effects serial switch. killer Who's yeah so he murdered a bunch of people that's what you see in the flashbacks yeah, I mean, one it's... of them being tiffany's mom oh in shit front in my of mouth. her you're right he's the reason why her family's dead the reason and it's, it seems like it's one of those situations where i miss that completely it, it happens I real remember, fast i, mean, I see yeah. the, dude, the mom say help my daughter and you see a glo- <sighs> you see a gloved hand cover her mouth and that's it i never saw anything and else it's the Man in black. Dude, I don't see her get, I never see her get killed. It's just. A, it's in this flashback. It's in this it, it, flashback. He uh, like he fucks with her brain. She I did. I did like this because it does. There, there I didn't is, know that was his mom. Like it's so fast and so not. Oh, it's quick. It's quick. I yeah. did. I missed all of that. But there's thing. several instances of physicians and doctors being, you know, really borderline between, you know, genius and madness, and obviously well, sometimes the two blend that between. On, like, you know, and so Amazon it's you see this guy who's obviously. A doctor who is very well respected. David Cronenberg from Nightbreed. There you go. Taking care of tons of people, but he's also just enough crazy that he's going to be killing people. 
right. I had one surgeon that I knew about that like that, and man, that guy kind of creeped me out. What's his name and address? Uh, he moved to <laughs> Alabama. Uh, he left for Alabama not very long after uh, he fucked up a surgery in St. Louis. Damn. That's messed up. Do we have to edit that out of the episode? It's getting weird. No, now. but let's move on. Okay, let's All right. So, uh, is like, help me. Uh, and Julia says to him, why do you think I was allowed to come back as a giant, like, puzzle box that kind of looks more like a sarcophagus rises up behind Chenard and opens? Uh, Julia says, uh, goes cool. to say, it wanted souls, and I brought you. And it pushes him into the open sarcophagus puzzle box thing that's filled with hooks and fleshy alien-looking slug-like things. Yeah, this is weird. That grab on onto Chenard with their hooks, claws, the and The grot wire that goes across his oh, face. And, like, so, yeah. octopus-looking suction cups. Uh, and then this huge multi-syringe contraption stabs him in the back with all these tubes and shit. Chenard gets pumped full of some kind of blue or green liquid or some shit. Out all these the fleshy, the clawed tentacles hold him in place. And, uh, and then diff in, and, and, like, uh, and then several, like, gro- like piano wires or something yeah. like that, like, are lowered down in front of his face. He gets and, Luca Bratzied all over. <laughs> yeah, and they wrap around his head and begin digging into his, cutting into his flesh, his neck, his face, his head. Julia stands there in front of him, uh, just gloating. And said before saying goodbye, Doctor, another hook tentacle thing goes like down his throat. Julia smiles, walks away as the box sarcophagus thing with Chenard in it that begins is hard. to Because like descend. as he's going down, he's like it's really in his oh, fucking oh, mouth. Oh, and he's really going yeah. oh, 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 yeah. on screen. That's kind of cool. Tonsil deep. Uh, so Christy and Tiffany end up outside Christy's old house. Christy tells Tiff to wait for her while she goes in to look for her father. She goes in the front door. The house turns into some sort of ancient-looking burial chamber. Sex den. Yeah. Oh, Illum- my God. Like, these these illuminated, like, plastic blo- cube blocks thing come rolling out from these alcoves. <laughs> oh, the- <laughs> On the blocks are these naked women covered with, like, white, sheer, see-through cloth. And, and most is- of them are big, titty bitches. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay, and and I'm okay this with this. In and out is supposed to be animating the I- penis Entering and leaving a yeah. vagina. I refer um, to them as the fluorescent sh- 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 fuck plumes. There you go. Mm. Uh, the body like, symbolism. They're they're writhing, they're writhing around and moaning in pleasure like they're having an orgasm. And Chrissy comes up to this vanity covered in makeup with a picture of Frank on it and a mirror. And on the mirror, written in blood, are the words "Help me, I'm in hell again." Frank now comes out from the shadows with a switchblade, attacks Chrissy. Is there any more '80s knife than a switchblade? Everybody in the 80s had a fucking switchblade. Right? A stiletto knife. Dude, they're yeah, so the illegal. Even then, shit. they were fucking... They've been illegal since the 50s. Mike Everybody had one. Such an 80s knife. I loved it. When I saw that, I was like... How are uh, you like? I don't realize they're actually illegal, but... Okay. Oh, they're very illegal. Yeah, because they're like an automatic weapon or some mm-hmm. shit. That's so dumb. That's very dumb. But you can carry on a fucking like, right. other knife. Hey, man, I uh, I don't make the rules. That's weird. Just let you know what it is. It's stupid. Um, it's, so, just, it's just too cool. It's too cool. Those <laughs> greasers are too cool. Also, we have to make those knives illegal. Don't eat 30 minutes after swimming. That knife is sexy as fuck. It's illegal now. Yeah, um, so Frank like, gets her up against the wall, tells her that this is his hell. All the sliding blocks of naked chicks on come rolling out of their alcoves. Oh, wait, Bitches now, I can't touch. The white sheets yeah. are cover them are bloody and the chicks are still like all in the orgasmic so wait, state. he says it's his personal yeah. hell. Frank, personal so wait, hell. He just, Frank his... tells Chrissy that they are here to tease him 
They titty bitches, I can't touch. They promise forever, and they can never deliver. So his personal hell is just to be cock-teased. He sounds like a fucking incel. He, he's just a, he's a sexual deviant. So it he sounds to... pretty minor, really. It sounds pretty oh, pretty oh. tame. You got a pretty cool fucking room, beautiful lighting. Candle you know, light, yeah. I mean, everything's nice. The lava and worm didn't go yeah, up my you, ass you this You get some week. girls going, fuck uh, these ghosts. Uh, uh. Mine would be a room where I'm with a bunch of my friends waiting on a guy trying to fix a bunch of microphones. That is a that is a pretty wild personal hell. Personal hell. That is that sounds absolutely terrible. On ticking. Well, your suffering will be legendary even in hell. Yeah, (laughs) even in hell. I kid. I kid. Um, So yeah, and and at this point, and then he's Frank says that's why you're here. He says that to Christy, and at this point, another block rolls out. This one is unoccupied. It's so basically supposed to be Christy's block. Uh, Christy kisses Frank. Saying, okay, don't hurt me. I'll do anything. He lets go over, and she goes over to the block, rips the sheer, that cloth off of it, and says, I'd rather burn. I'd rather burn. And then she tosses the cloth onto some lit candles, and this cloth must have been made from TNT or, or coated in <laughs> nitroglycerin or something because the once it the hits whole the room. flame, it fucking explodes. All the women Everything die. just explodes Everything, in this The whole room. room catches on fire. That was like a lucky guess. Like, let's see if this works. It's made yeah, Frank's, this, Frank's picture catches on fire. The lipstick. Yeah, that, I get symbolism and shit, but what the fuck is happening Frank here? starts screaming as he begins to melt. Yeah. I get, and he starts peeling his skin, face skin, skin off. Um, and suddenly all the fires just go away. They just disappear as soon as they start. They're just gone. And there's Julia... Holding on to Tiffany. What? Huh? I, why? Uh, Julia and Frank have a bit of a reunion here. They talk. They exchange some shit from the first movie. But she ends up killing him by ripping out his heart, Kano style. Dude, Fatality. yeah. She straight up, like, reaches into his skinless body, pulls out his heart, gives a little squishy squish. Now, is he dead? And she says, dead? It's nothing is personal, he, is, babe. I mean, he's in hell. He's dead already. Though, yeah. does he get eliminated? It's like he basically like, oh, you're double dead out. now. You're for real. Yeah, you're double dead. Now. You're double or does dead. he just like go to like the respawn checkpoint? Like what? If, right. If you're in I'm hell, curious. how are you dying again? Because she tells uh, Kirsty or Christy Alley or whoever the fuck, uh, you know, like, oh no, that wasn't your dad. That was me. And like, he's dead, dead. Don't be stupid. But we're in hell, and I'm like triple dead or yeah, yeah again just so many questions about this franchise and the logic here they're I running real and as soon as eric gets shit. out of the fucking pisser can maybe I, we can get some more insight can, can you die twice and get sent to hell twice uh, if you, you summon me <laughs> if you have the um um amulet you can respawn at least twice yeah i i don't it makes no sense what's your question how can i answer it sir well we were talking about okay so frank they're in hell hell. Frank's right. already dead. Sure. He gets his heart ripped out, so he's dead again. So how do you die in hell again if you're already dead? So here's the thing. He's not. So what he what happened he is at the end of the movie, he'd actually taken over the dad's body. He'd resurrected fully, right? He had resurrected fully. He was ready to go. But when uh, Christy, Kirsty, God damn, you got me doing it now, you son of a bitch, <laughs> uh, had sold him out. To the Cenobites, yes. they summoned him back to hell. They pulled him right back, right? No torture or nothing. They just split him apart, like, boom, you're back in hell. Just when you he, you're out of it. Here's here's the theory hey, behind the, 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 the purpose here, is that if he gets Kirsty back, she's going to take his place. It's his blood, right, genetically. 
She goes well, on the she goes she goes on the same slab. Cinnabites and they're just putting up in like a hotel, a red roof inn for a little bit in hell. No, you're because you're living in not, in not hell, a guest because alive. he's in his own personal hell. But he's still alive. Yes and no. If he gets Kirsty on the slab, because that's why he's trying to summon her in hell. That's why he's trying to pretend Boy, to be the dad. Boy, this sounds like sloppy writing. Huh. He's, yeah. he's going to get her so, in there. So, he okay, gets so, to come back okay, again. Okay, so that's my next question because we never see her dad he, he never, in this movie. He never, She never finds he, him. He was the one that pretends to be her dad at that the very is, beginning. Okay, so the version she sees of Skinless Help Frank. Hell, yep. Skinless Frank. Yep. Frank. It's, it's Frank. Mm-hmm. So then getting, her dad. Getting Kirsty back. Would free him then from hell and he could escape in her so place. So fucking confusing. But that's when hell raised. That's what hell raised. But so that's then where's Pinhead her dad? Says, her dad who was killed in the first one. He's in he... his own personal hell. And, and, and Pinhead he... says that. He's in his Pinhead own personal hell. Pinhead covered that. Pinhead said, you can't find You'll him. You'll never find him. You'll never find him. Let's go back there though. Why is he, what did the dad do? Why is dad in hell? Because he's, he's just an unlucky son of the matter. Frank killed him. Shitlock. Yeah. Because he didn't do anything wrong in the first movie. Poor son of a bitch. So why is he going to heaven? Because Frank fucked him. Frank Frank sent him to heaven then. Jesus Christ. This goddamn movie. Hey, don't ask me, man. Ask God. Why does Cinemites have control over the souls then? If this is a soul thing, it should be like... Think of it this way. If you die by the hands of somebody from hell, you're going to go to hell. St. Peter should be like, nope, you're going to hell. I'm then it's in a bite. No, no, no. Think of it in um, American Horror Story terms, right? If you die inside the hotel, you're stuck in the hotel. But he didn't die in hell. He died in earth. So no, but think about it this way: If you die by somebody who's trying to free himself from hell, you're going to hell in their place. It's part of a soul exchange, basically. What the fuck? But it's not one for one. It's like it's like five for one. I need five souls for my one. Get the dragon. We need a fucking flow chart for this movie. I'm pulling a nachos. I'm raising my hand. What's up, Chief? Have you guys seen the Rick and Morty episode with the Hellraiser? Dude, that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, because they fucking nailed it. Because we're doing the same goddamn thing. We're going back and forth. Everything's confusing. Everything's bizarre. It's ridiculous. Let's just move on. All right. <laughs> Look, I'm going to defend this movie to you guys. Fuck all three of you. This movie rocks. You oh, guys let suck. Just, let me just write it off my cue card. Right. This movie so, just invents new rules whenever it wants. It's like the NH- NFL's uh, relocation guidelines. Listen Put to me. Boom. All right. That's topical. <laughs> I haven't seen it. This NFL movie's game cool. In Jason Moore, he's just scared of water. Piss off. You can drink my piss, you clown. All right. Move I feel on. Like this is going to start fights. <laughs> These pants are coming off. <laughs> <laughs> fight start fights fight nothing I'm about to end one alright 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 all right, bring it alright so Frank's dead we're moving on Tiffany and Christy they take off running down a maze of tunnels from out of nowhere comes a windstorm tempest vortex that vortex to, that tries to like suck it's them away uh, Julia I know you hate them Julia <laughs> finds the weird transformed puzzle box dagger thing and we see the box sarcophagus that took Shenard, so fun. rise back up. It opens, and out comes the newly transformed Cenobite version of Shenard. Now, this is where shit gets even weirder than before, because <sighs> now these slimy alien worm things show up. But before that, that's I a love his movie. line. I love when he comes out, and he goes, to think I resisted. Yeah. That was fucking dope. Was good. That, that was, was good, awesome. Yeah, that was like, yeah. It's like when you're shit. fucking a chicken, she sticks a finger in your butt. To think I and not his, not his, <laughs> not the effects of his powers, but he himself looks good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, kind of okay. blue, sort of uh, little yeah, bluish, little blue. Well, he um, did get injected with Windex. He did straight up, man. That's yeah. what that is. Antifreeze, yeah, whatever. Whip out, out with the red and with the blue. Uh-huh. Yeah. You heard that. Um, so 
Uh, where, he, he, so, like I said, he's got these slimy alien worm things that, sh like, show up with these fanged mouths and, like, spinning spiky tongues that sp spin around. They're like his a, fingers. Like a blade, like a, a, like a blender's blades. They're his fingers. Um, a giant one of these things okay. latches onto the top of Dr. Shenard's head, and he wears, like, a fucking Kentucky Derby hat. Uh, <laughs> this is the weirdest part because, like, he moves around through the entire dimension of hell, and it's like, how's he getting through doors like yeah. that? Yeah, what's exactly. it connected to? A USB uh, port or yeah, some like, shit? It's like he's, it's, it's really fucking weird looking. Uh, we go back to Chris, who's trying to hold on uh, for dear life from this wind vortex. Julia just saunters up, basically. He's like, hey, what's up? Uh, uh, and says that you can never hold on to anything for very long anyway. Chrissy just like fuck you, bitch. She lets go and allows the wind vortex like suck her suck her away. That's but, but it, like that little skeleton. <gasps> but she like lets go and she just slams into Julia. Oh, who which right. then uh, knocks Julia into the vortex a bit, and Chrissy bounces off Julia onto the side of a wall where she grabs onto the wall again, reaching out for Tiffany. Julia has a part one of two of my favorite parts right here. Julia has a pretty easy time going against this wind vortex. So every, she's Tiffany, got hell powers. Yeah, Tiffany and Julia mm. are like hang on for dear life, and Julia's is like just kind of making her way. Um, so, um, for some okay, at this point, Julia then she makes it to Tiffany. Who for some reason takes Julia's hand? Yeah, like they're old buddies or yeah, something. Yeah, I, I don't understand this. Like, no, no, she's eyeballing the lament configuration. She's trying to. She wants to grab that. Ow. So yeah, Julia and Julia's and holding grabs it. on the Tiffany. Chrissy grabs Tiffany's other arm and tries to pull her away from Julia like a tug of war thing. At this point, Julia's skin begins to rip open her back skin. Like slices awesome. down. Like it rips it's off like her back. And all of her skin gets ripped off her like a glove getting ripped off a hand. And Julia's now skinless body gets sucked away like by the wind wing. vortex. Her and her skin ass. and her skin sack just like flumps just, to the ground. And perfectly it, pulled right up. And she's yeah. still holding the lament configuration dagger knife thing. Yeah, and her skin and has flops. Fucking nails too. Yeah, this movie just makes up its own rules whenever it wants. You're gonna Nachos, Nachos went to a cue card on that. You're, one. you're gonna pick. You're gonna <laughs> you pick nits over the nails. Yeah, you ever peeled your skin off at your fingers? How do you know your nails won't stay? Motherfucker, give me a knife. I'll go to the bathroom. I will terminator my fucking arm off. I bet you my fingernails stay on. That's weird because I've seen Terminator too, and when he pulls his skin off, his nails do not stick on the goddamn robot arm. They leave with the fucking skin. <laughs> That's what you sound like. That's his defense. <laughs> it's living latex it's solid. Okay. Well. Um. We had to bring Terminator 2 into this to solve these arguments. Uh, and I still defend this movie to I this said day. Terminator. Not 2. Well, 2 is when he fucking peeled it off, you piece of shit. Sorry, anyway, Marshall, Marshall, please sorry, don't you. Sorry. Home. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't apologize. They're loving We're it. We are bringing you quality content. Cream always uh, rises at the top, baby. That's what I'm gonna call when I kick you in the Christy balls. Later. And Quality Tiff content. Take off running again at the end of the back of, and, and they end up back at the hospital. Sunlight shining through the window. All is quiet. Uh, the two girls hug. Chrissy then says, "We're getting out of here," and leads Tiffany through the hospital. As they pass through one of the rooms that's lined with beds, each one of these beds is occupied by a patient. 
The doors at the farm burst open. In flies Chenard looking well, hold on. fucking oh ridiculous. God. They the think they're back possible. inside the hospital and safe. Yeah, yeah they think because they, in they escaped. They think I got fucking questions world. about this one, too. Same. But now they're inside the insane asylum. But are they? I, okay. I think anyway, Chenard, everybody's working on fucking puzzle boxes. Yeah. Chenard's, yeah, and they're hooked. There's, there's hooks. There's hooks on the mental patients that are all working on puzzle boxes. Again, nobody's concerned about these hooks in people's faces. In, in bursts Chenard. And he looks fucking ridiculous in the best possible way. And he's making the, medical puns yeah, the entire stop. time. Freddy Krueger's like, you need to calm down, dude. Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Bitch. The, the doctor is the, in. The... the, the <laughs> The, 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 this thing on this fl- giant slimy slug thing on his head looks like a slimy Jamiroquai hat now. And he, he's shouting out, the doctor's in. Jamiroquai. Virtual insanity of a reference. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Chenard's fingers mutate and erupt on these long worm-like creatures that kind of remind me of like the sandworm thing from Beetlejuice. I hate them too, right? And their, their mouth's open, but instead of an open mouth hole, there's like an eyeball in it that pops out. And then popping out from the eyeball comes a tiny dagger-like object, a little blade. And the worm fingers shoot out and attach to the faces and the heads of all the patients in the beds. Dude, the and way he's attached to this thing, whatever this thing is, it reminds me of Akira. It's a dick. It's a head dick. It's, it's a like, giant it does dick. Look like it looks a like a dick when they show it. It's go- a giant dick. Tetsuo! Chom, chom. I just call him Dr. Fun Fingers. You know. So, <laughs> not Dr. All Fingers, the patients. Dr. Fun um, Fingers. I was uh, uh, attached to the head and face, all the patients at the bed. As Schnard says, I suggest amputation. <laughs> well, what the fuck? They're helping him. They are working the puzzle boxes for him. Why would you give them the boxes in the fucking first place? I, nothing makes sense here. Why like, is he killing them? That's like shooting your pool boy in the like, back of the head for cleaning the him. fucking pool. Yeah, I don't well, maybe, he's, maybe they're weeding out like bunk puzzle boxes. Sure. I, I, I mean, don't, it, it, I don't want to do this. He, go, he goes further, it. further when we go further in the movie. He's, he's, well, he's part just three starting cleans right up a lot of this. So, and the tentacle finger eye dagger worm thing slice and dice all the patients while Chenard. It is fun. It's super this slow, Chenard but it's starts fun. like it's dumb, but it's fun. He, he's like he makes the, he starts like singing. <laughs> and he's like he's trying to hit this high note that like literally sounds like he's singing. It's really fucking strange. It's an uh, uh, oddest thing. Tiff and Christy run through the hospital. They run through a door and find themselves in a dark room filled with chains hanging from the ceiling, along with all the cinnabites. So all the Cenobites um, are like, Dude. they're like, no boxes, no more teasing, no more deals. Christy, it's time to play. All those chains are just swinging and yeah. shit. Christy pulls out the picture of human Pinhead, and she says, Elliot no deals, Spencer. just information. Sorry. She hands Sorry. Pinhead the picture. He looks at it. She's like, hey, this was you. Like, you weren't always like this. You were once. You were at one point human. And no, Pinhead, no, I'm not. No. Yeah. That, no. And this is when the movie actually gets really good. Yeah. And then Pinhead it? looks yes. at for a while, and he's like, "Oh shit, I remember." He's like, "Shit, bitch, you're and, right. That is me." But that's when Chenard emerges from the darkness behind Tiffany, because like this fucker can sneak up on anybody. Yeah. Where does that does fucking his umbilical gourd? Yes. His fucking USB port. Like, does he what's have to that plug into? <laughs> where does that go? Our attention span. That's where it fucking plugs in. Well, like. it's uh, imagine hell, like uh, you know, like do we really know hell that bathrooms there after the doors closed? We don't know. Yeah. That's Schroeder's cat and turds happen in there. <laughs> Fuck Schroeder's so, cat. Yeah, that you piece of shit. What I said, uh, you unencultured swine. <laughs> you did say it wrong. 
Uh, Chenard releases more Tenko things, only this time when they open their mouths, one has a blossoming flower come out. I hate this so much. And another one has a human finger that comes a out. Beckoning. That, which beckons yes. Tiffany like it was trying to tickle the G-spot. It's saying, smell me. This <laughs> is somebody's smell payoff me. from a creative writing class. It's like, ooh, can, can we do it in the movie? It's like, I guess. Um, I like fingers. So <laughs> Tiffany backs up into Chris, and they both move away from Chenard, who just keeps saying that he's Tiffany's doctor and that he's here to help her. Yeah. And... And here, I just has this big round, like, why does he want her? What, what's the point? Like, he's got... I understand the beginning before he... Before she wanted her to open the puzzle box. But he opened the box, so he got what he wants. So why is he even... What's Tiffany even... Why does he even care anymore? His, his motivation is that he's um, Not, the I guess he just, new servant for Leviathan, and he's reimagining the oh, current gosh. rendition of Hell, which is why he... The next scene happens. I thought he just wanted to get in her puzzle box. hi right, so, I like that. That's a vagina reference. Hey. I don't know. It's all confusing. Anyway, Pinhead drops the picture of his former self, looks at Chenard, and Chenard just says, ah, a good fight, or something like that. And good then fuck. Pinhead uses his devil magic. This is not a good fight. <laughs> to launch hooked change at Chenard, which dig into his flesh. It hurts him. Again, Chenard seems to sing, hitting a weird high note. Chenard's tentacle worms easily snap the chains while the Cenobites just stand there and do fucking nothing. Dude, how does he do that again? That's not true. That's not Butterball true. sits around and is fat. Chatterbox chatters. Oh, the, the, the female just... makes uh, sandwiches. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we need to talk about how Chatterbox is here now. He got his fucking restraints off and he has his eyes. And He's he got his like, eyes in this He point. looks yeah. like the motherfucking monster from The Suckling. There you go, boys. Do you have this, do you have this in the trivia? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Oh, okay. I think so. We'll I didn't say anything. Moving on. Um, uh, so, anyway, the, the uh, Chenard then shoots out his tentacle worms, which one shot each oh of the Just one shot, one kill. Chatterer, Butterball, and the ball chick. The whole damn all crew. The female. Dead. But this the is... fucking weird-ass thing about it is that when they die... They turn back into their human forms for right. some reason. Which, well, because it lets you know that they were not originally what? demons of hell. What? They were summoned there just like Elliot Spencer but, was. Uh, but yeah. Why are yeah. they turning and, back and into And here's the humans. thing. Here's the crazy thing. Because they're dead now. They're officially dead. They weren't dead before. They were demons of they hell. They were Cenobites. And when you see... What I love the most is the Chatterbox. This, he's oh, a, he's a, the best part. He's, he's, a, he's a 12-year-old kid. Yeah, he's a young, like a, a young guy. And like yeah. a... Dominatrix yeah. leather suit. When he dies, and he's hanging. Everybody around. else is an adult. He's a he's young like boy. A hey, Cincinnati Jeff, can you let Marshall host? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you're not smiling. I like this. No, it's somebody like, just got a one-way ticket to walk in. Well, home. it's it's nice to have a, a someone who's a little bit of an authority on Hellraiser because it is a respected franchise. So, someone who knows a little bit you. about it. Thank I you. What's I don't know name? shit about I appreciate it. it. Marshall doesn't know shit about it. You know, I know so. a little bit. So now all that's left is Pinhead. Point. Pinhead's still left. Chenard looks at him and says, I'm taking over. And then starts re- just rapid firing like these blue energy blasts from his uh, from laser, the holes laser in his hand. Hey, can you let Marshall do his job, piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> boys, boys, boys. It's all right. Fuck later. Let's talk <laughs> now. Um... Yeah, so he's got like these holes in the palms of the hand where like the, the, the knifey worm things came out. But now he's like shooting like energy blasts out of them. It's the scorpion ropes. 
And Bring yes, yeah. Get over here. And uh, the blue energy ray things hit Pinhead in the face. His head illuminates in blue light. And with each blast to the face, we see Pinhead becoming more and more human again. He's getting less and less pins and less more and more human. Less and less pins, more and more head. Uh, like the Christy, humanator ray or some shit Christy like that. stands there watching Great all joke, this goes idiot. down. She's not running. She's not doing She's just standing there watching. Pinhead, although I guess at this point we should call him normal head now, turns and looks at Christy. They smile at each other. They have like a moment. He's like, "Hey, I'm a human too." Yeah, like, oh, you got What's me? up, girl? Because oh. Elliot Spencer's like, "This is my real personal hell." <laughs> this receding hairline. <laughs> <laughs> he is hanging on the hair like a motherfucker. He's got some fucking doofus ears too. Um. So it's like they, Frasier they, season they, one. They, they smile Christ. at each other uh, before Christy takes Tiffany and they dash away. Normal head grabs one of the curved blades hanging from Did like his lower... you just call him normal head? <laughs> yeah. Normal head! Goddamn right, sir. Uh, he grabs like one of these like hanging An EI blades. for you. <laughs> one EI? All right, we'll get an EI. An EI for you. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, like, one of these like curved blade things that hangs off his leather suit. He grabs like he's going to use it for a weapon. But before he can use it, Chinar just lashes out with one of his worm tentacles. Hold on. He gives, he, he gives the girls a wink. Like... Got this. No, whirls? <laughs> yeah, he does. He gives he him a look. Wink. Like, he he it's like a, it's like a look. It. Yeah, it's like yeah. a look. He's I like, said that. I got this. Yeah. I know, but it's just it's so good because he doesn't he have doesn't. this. He looks no, like no. Dr. Funfingers fucks it up. <laughs> he looks like Ted from accounting at a BDSM club you just walked into on the weekend. He's like, don't tell Sherry about this. Kind of yeah. looks. Yeah, gives him the of. face and's like, ah. <laughs> So, like Shenard lashes out the tentacle worm and just slices Normal Head's throat. Blood, <laughs> blood gushes out of Normal Head's neck, and he falls to the floor dead. He's, he done. He done. Uh, it's not just, a bad looking effect. And then Shenard just starts singing a victory note. Like, oh, he starts singing. <laughs> yeah, I think it's high note. It's weird. It's because of that brain drill so, shit. It sounds it, like, like a dirt bike that's flooded. <laughs> Somehow, Christy and Tiffany end back in the hospital... Um, they end back there. Wait, they run back while like weird laser. No, beams we're not there are... yet. Oh, shit. We're not, okay, there, we're not yet. there yet. My bad. Uh, and this is where shit confused even more. So they get there, and this like okay, so they just came from an alternate hell dimension, and then where they, they cross into it where the Cenobites live, uh, and it's kind of like kind of like I kind of relate to like a Silent Hill thing. There's the real world, and there's like Silent Hill world. But now they make it back to what we. It looks like the normal world because they're they're going to the hospital, and there's like. Other patients, there's doctors and nurses going about their business. Normal people doing normal day shit. But then, like, the walls open up again, just slide open, and they're back in, like, the other dimension. But, like, none of the other people seem to notice the walls opening and light flooding out, all this shit going around, even though there's doc. It's heavily populated with other people. I think it's because they're still in hell. Because if you look as they're running away down, like, down the hallways, like, Nurses are still kind of freaking out, like grabbing their head, like they're confused. I think they're still in hell. Okay, I didn't, get, I, I couldn't figure this part out. I, I thought they were like, you don't really get a good inclination that they've escaped it until the very end. I was very confused by this whole. And thing. the reason you know that it happens at the very end is because the credits roll. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I love this movie. It's great. Tiffany runs back into the dark dimension to get the box so she can close it. Christy follows her. They, they, they find. Julia's they find the, the, the puzzle box dagger thing on Julia's skin sack and take it back to the MC Escher maze where Leviathan hovers. 
Cue some more weird flashbacks of Tiffany and her mom and Chenard. Tiffany snaps out of it and starts to solve the puzzle dagger box thing. But as she does, up rises Chenard from the abyss using a tentacle. He tosses, he uses, tosses Christy aside with a tentacle. This is so dumb. Yeah, he, he just turns, kind of bitch slaps her to the side. Yeah. He so turns Kirsten to Tiffany is, saying that yeah. her whole life is behind her now and that surgery is open. Oh. Today's agenda is evisceration more <laughs> doctor puns yep. where's the cinnabite with the fucking you know uh, drum set the, I know I know <laughs> 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 sweet he puns t- will be legendary in hell all of his <laughs> all of his worm tentacles open up and various daggers needles spinning blades come out of them doctor fun fingers it's it's pretty insane looking um, the the sarcophagus box rises up behind Tiffany as she's backing away from the So it Chenard. looks like Tiffany's about to get turned into yes. a Cenobite. Oh, um, shit. Okay. Spinning blade. Or, the uh, most boring Cenobite ever. You got a puzzle? You got a, you got a puzzle? Uh, Her name's Jawhead. Out comes, out, out from nowhere now comes Julia, who grabs Tiffany. She looked a little beat, too. Chenard yeah. reacts, re- retracts all his tentacle worms and approaches Julia. Who, by the way, has her skin back, even though we just saw her skin get ripped off and her skin sack lying in a hallway. Hey, man, it's hell. You don't know the rules. He says to her, I knew you would come back. And they start making out because of the romantic tension they had prior. Or just the writer's like, women have vaginas that can make fuck ghosts so we can do them (laughs) into dude guys. Yeah. (laughs) Tiffany takes this opportunity, goes for the dagger puzzle box thing and starts working. She begins to solve it. And she, which she fucking easily does. Like, it's, it's the easiest thing in the world for her. Once it's closed, this seems to get the attention of Chenard again, who turns to Tiffany, He's saying, like, Fuck. Your case is closed. I'm afraid it's terminal. He oh, lashes God. out. God. Enough with the doctor puns. He lashes out his tentacle. Uh, one worm slices Tiffany across the palm, but she and then she dodges the other two, which gets stuck in the stone floor between her feet. Blue lightning starts shooting out from Leviathan for some reason. It's, so got, it's an 80s movie. Blue lightning, baby. Yeah, you're yeah, not wrong, is it? You're not Chenard keeps trying to reel his tentacles back in, but I guess can't now because they're just too stuck in this the stone. This is so fucking stupid. Uh, he tries harder and harder, and his, like, he's trying so hard that you can see his, his head actually starts like ripping off of his shoulders for some fucking reason, which makes zero goddamn sense. Because oh what's point? It's like, is there something pulling him? It's, it doesn't make any sense. It's not that. It's it. So remember, he's being controlled the entire time by Leviathan. He gave free will to all the other Cenobites, and he is Leviathan dis- fucking stupid. He's like, hey, they fucked me over. So this one, I'm gonna keep my hand on the entire time. Okay, he's stuck. He's failing me. He pissed me off. I ripped his head off. But you don't see and then that. Like, First of all, you don't see him attached to Leviathan at all. When you see Leviathan, the giant tentacle that's in his head—that's Leviathan. No, Leviathan's the big. I don't know. No, Leviathan's see- the big hovering obelisk just floating in the he's sky. He's the god of hell. He's all of it. Leviathan uh. is the smile in the children's face, you know? Anyway, as there's the giant penis Look, you have to trust me and not head. your eyes. The giant penis thing on top of his head. It's a dick, dude. It is, it is, it's a dick. I love Eric gaslighting Marshall here. <laughs> don't trust your eyes, trust me. It's just, it, it rips... Chenard's head and have like as a jawline. His head just rips off, which is fucking awesome. It does it's look great. So stupid. It's so stupid, but you've awesome. seen him shoot the little worms and detach things, but like 
I can't detach my arms, guys. Now I gotta tear my fucking head off. That's the guy that killed fucking normal head. He didn't tear his own head off. He the, tore his own fucking the head off. The god tore his head off. Where, Leviathan tore his head off. But they don't make it clear where, that that's where, what's happening. Where's his all. head? Where's they his don't. Body? I didn't say Two they did. Locations. I'm just letting you know that's well, what how happened. How do you know that's what happened? Then? I read the books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're fucking written in crayon, dude. Wait, is there actually a book on this one? Yeah, there's Clive Barker the, the first, the first three. Or... I know the first movie was the first. Know. The first three books are based on. Okay. on these. I didn't know there were um, three of them. Actually, I thought it was just like I thought they. There's one book and they. So he wrote three books, then, then they, they made turned... the then they made the first movie. Okay, I, I thought it was like wait, he, he wrote so he wrote the first Hellraiser book. Up they made a movie your, out of it. Are you gonna nerd out here? Yeah, it's the first one's the Hellbound Heart, and then um, well, it's Clive. The second one is is the Toll. It's the Fartbound Prince. <laughs> now and you're then, now uh, you're lying. My grandma's boomerang. The second one is the toll. Is it real? Yeah. Toll craft. <laughs> so anyway, go on. Go on. All right. This is why I know these things. Um, because you've read the books and well, they're, the and they're not they're not and we'll get into it when we break it down. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Tiffany screams, loses her balance. Oh, Chenard's body falls off the ledge, like into the void of the abyss with a nice done. spurt of blood out of the next dump. Blue <laughs> yeah. blood. Tiffany yes. screams, which causes her to lose her balance for some reason. She falls off the ledge, but is able to grab on, like grab onto the ledge at the last moment. To her credit, she hasn't spoken in years, so she she's like, no, no, she's, she's she's talked a couple times. Yes, yes, but she she's still not quite earlier. used to it. A she scream said, makes her fall. She said, "Oh shit, damn!" <laughs> uh, Julia reaches down to reach out for her and says, "Trust me." Tiffany grabs Julia's Best hand. Best part. But as she tries to pull Tiffany back up, Julia's skin begins to rip off at the shoulder. Her arm skin peels off like foreskin being peeled down a dick. She just well, drops it like a fucking skin glove. Yeah, dude. I skin love glove. It. Uh, Tiffany falls in, but Julia grabs her with the other hand. Using both hands, Julia pulls Tiffany up to safety. I don't have foreskin, so I don't know what that's like. Once they're both safe. I have extra droopy. Like Julia skin. pulls the skin <laughs> off of her face. Julia Gulia. To reveal no, that it was Christy wearing Julia's time. skin as a mask. I don't know who Christy what is, but Kirsty. Fuck! And this could be doing the gang, you're like, it was Kirsty the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> this I This was cool. What? And this was what? It was no, a great no, effect. No, 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 it's yeah. a cool fucking flip. I love it. I like I'll it give you that. But I'm like break it down though. You're telling me that. During all that time, Christy had time to get up, run all the way back to Julia's skin sack, slide into it like a fucking latex bodysuit, and then put on Julia's dress and earrings, run all the way back. No, to the where dress and earrings were attached to the skin. Probably. Well, yeah. this is the best part: is when the skin all rips off, she's still wearing the dress. Yeah, she's oh, still yeah, wearing the dress, the earrings. You see God. everything. <laughs> she still had her fingernails, that. everything. This, so, but she's still causing so many headaches. <laughs> she had time to run all the way back through this maze of hallways. Get that shit on. Run. I'm having all a hard time understanding back. why you guys don't like this movie. Get <laughs> somehow, somehow get behind Tiffany. Then she makes out with Cinnabite. Because women have vaginas in here for the fuck go. What? Yes. And then when Chenard attacks Tiffany. She doesn't do anything about it. You she explained it perfectly well. I don't understand what your problem is. <laughs> Why don't you understand? It sounds great. It sounds fucking great. Anyway, the two embrace. They hug. They start to leave again. Damn. But Tiffany turns back. Chrissy shouts, we have to get out of here. Leviathan starts to change into a giant puzzle box at this point. Please explain Christy and How? Tiffany Why? run down the stone hallways. It's a housing form. As Le Le Leviathan starts 
jizzing everywhere and start shooting these blue energy balls of energy. And these energy balls have no effect of it. Like, there's saying, so many of they're them. They're souls. They're souls. They are souls. You don't know that. <laughs> I know that. Nobody else knows they that. Nobody like else knows that. They I had like faces screaming too. They, they did not have faces in this movie. They had faces in the movie. No. no. Yes, they did. Yes, no. they did. We're going to do a vote on this. Bring that up on Hulu as no. soon as we're done. No you will faces. see some faces. Oh, anyway, you're going to see some faces. These souls are hitting everything except oh, these are narrow hallways. Narrow little hallways with two people running they're not down. Laser beams. And they're just stormtroopers shooting everywhere. They're chopping malls. They're hitting all this shit except for Christy and Tiffany. Well, our in- our antagonists suffer from mid characteritis, so you know they're not getting blown up. Tiffany and Christy reach these sliding doors to hell that lead back to the hospital as the walls begin to start closing up again. Of course, they dive through just in the nick of time. The walls just seal like the up first behind one. them. And then like there's Indiana like a, Jones shit a here. ghost demon laser face that screams because it's made you close the door on it yeah uh the two girls look at each other they laugh a bit like oh, we got it and they're finally back in the in the real world Suppo- yeah i guess so now supposedly uh they get up and they leave well actually we crossfade to the hospital all the beds are empty now uh, they're bare. The mattresses are gone and they have like memorial like wreaths hanging yeah. on the foot of the bed and uh, each one's different well, it's for those about the rock. We salute so, you. So again, I mean, if those, so this is like Nightmare on Elm Street shit. So like, if you die in the hell realm, you die in real life because those apparently those people were in hell realm. At least we. So have they a, should have been real people in the well, hospital. You that saw killed. that it was merging in the first place when the storm was starting above the hospital. It makes no. It's because Chucky was in there saying, "Do I'm the Debella? Give me the power! I beg of thee." That's why the Doesn't storm feel was that. That hard. sounded like a whole lot like. I know you guys are so We see Tiffany and Christy all cleaned up now. They're dressed up. They're looking nice. They're outside the hospital. They look back at the hospital. They turn, walk away down this tree-lined stone path. The camera rises up into the sky. Beautiful grounds. Beautiful. Beautiful grounds. And two we cut mental patients. We cut to Dr. Chenard's house, which is being emptied by movers. These two movers. One of the movers finds the bloody mattress. He leans like, down no, to get closer look. Two and movers. Like says, talking about Luis Guzman and then this other lazy guy. <laughs> Ralph Nacho. And this is this thing that fucking blows my mind about this end yeah. scene. Just they, they, they've obviously have gone in this room because there's boxes. They've boxed right? other Mick shit Nard's up. fucking moving company. They've already boxed shit up and then they're like, oh boy, look at this mattress. It just happened. Bloody here. mattress. Yeah, but there's fucking boxes everywhere. everywhere. Nobody talks about the chains on the mattress. <laughs> Actually, also, can we, okay, yes. And you know this guy, saying, he's the piece of shit worker because the other guy full uniform. This guy shirt untucked, unbuttoned. You're like, yeah, he's dicks hanging out. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Yeah, who boxed I hate up assholes the house. like that? Who? Somebody had to box this house up. All that other cult stuff that was in the den had to be boxed up. But Everything's were, boxed up but except they, the bloody mattress. It is cleaned up there. too. There's no bloody <laughs> handprints on the no, walls. The corpses, the murderers, probably been cleaned up. No, not. I'm getting through this shit. We're moving on. Um. Clearly, they look at the mattress like, oh, here's a hemophiliac who sleepwalks. There you go. <laughs> Jesus. All right. <laughs> um, so the mover dude bends down to get a closer look. Wah, and he touches wah, wah. the wet blood like we've been talking about. So like everybody just touches Everyone blood. hasn't touched it. And that's when bloody arms burst out of the mattress, pull him down into it. 
His partner Half, halfway. Halfway. His yeah, partner enters the room, sees the guy's legs hanging that's out of the mattress. That's the best part. He comes in. He's just half-assed in that fucking mattress. Yeah, just his legs fucking hanging out. Legs are just Is hanging he halfway out, in a mattress and again? A giant wooden like elongated oh, it's, tube it's, totem. It's, it's the pillar of souls. It's the pillar of souls. Thank I don't know you. the name of it, but thank it's, you. It's okay, the pillar no of souls. That's it's, the name. No it's problem. covered in spikes, chains, hooks, flesh. It rises up out of the mattress that's as like it spins. Also, the baby with the sewn-up lips, Edgeward that's baby. on there. It's some demon um, faces. The faces, of the, uh, the faces of flesh that hang from it, one of the faces is skinless Julia, while oh. one of the other is Pinhead. Pinhead's yeah. face is on there, which that, like, what? Really? Okay, sure. Screams of the damned are heard as it spins around one more time, comes to a stop, on the face of some bearded dude with long hair who just says, What's your pleasure, sir? Well, it be, stranger. Exactly it's actually the merchant from Resident Evil 4. That's exactly what I thought. And it's, it's blackout roll credits. Is it Jesus? So, no, it's so, the Indian dude from the first one. I know you had the though. dead stuff in the trivia. Do you have the? Do you have Julia's right here? This? Do you have this part? Uh, I don't know what this part is. What are so, talking about? Maybe, originally, I don't know. So the lady who played Julia... What was gonna? What was originally gonna happen is actually she was gonna emerge. Oh, the, that, I know. Okay, yeah. From I the have, mattress. Okay, I have stuff about that. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I'll All right. That. So that's the movie. Fucking insane, crazy ass shit. You guys had a hard time following that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Guess you guys didn't watch the same fucking movie I did. All right. Let's move on to favorite kills. So many wonderful kills to choose from, but you can only choose one. Dems the rules, Puddin. You son of a bitch. You son of a uh, bitch. I forgot why I skipped this show. All I hear is... <laughs> I walk away for two fucking seconds. I come back here and fucking Harley Quinn. Yep. Ugh. All right. That's what my mom named her new dog, by the way. Harley Quinn. Ouch. Yep. Yeah. Seriously, dead serious. Love That's it. how played out it is, Marshall. Basic bitches are naming their dogs Harley Quinn. Not hey, your mama's hey, your basic mama bitch. bitch. Hey, well, fuck <laughs> you. She's just a big fan of second-rate podcasts. Oh, but not your second favorite but podcast. But you, you named your daughter Quinn. Well, no. I did. So, uh, yeah. You have no room to talk. <laughs> but it is a family name. And quick, I, I need to put my foot in my mouth real quick. My, my wife made me do it. Uh-huh. I didn't do Anyway, that. let's move on. Now, now kills in this one are going to be interesting because it's not like there's a high body count and then there's this weird What shit. body count? Like Everybody's like, there's already two. dead. <laughs> yeah, it's like everybody's dead already or yeah. not really dead. Weird. It's hard to fucking explain The doctor and maggot guy, they're the only ones. I, I feel like it's like, what's your favorite gory scene? Yeah, I guess that's really what it could come down Dude, to. Dude, there's like four Cenobites that die. Yeah, well, there's like yeah, three Cenobites. Like, oh, right, there's like two Cenobites that die. Because Barrel lame. Ass and fucking Cigarette Neck ain't coming back. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they come back, they, but they die in lame ways. You know? Yeah. Anyway, go, go, go. That's my next question. Like, If they're all dead, how the fuck does Pinhead come back? Normal Head? You gotta uh, normal watch part head. three. I guess so. You gotta like, watch number three, baby. Yeah. Anyway. Fuck so number three out. really directly ties into this one. Well, I would say one through four, it's pretty it's solid. Yeah, there's canon yeah. there. Everything else, we'll, we'll and they actually work. They work hard to make that canon. Okay, let's move on. What? All right, let's, let's go with favorite kill here. Like, ask favorite moment. I guess favorite gory moment because it kills. There's not much to work with on this one. These magic uh, I, 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 I hate to say it, but my favorite kill is the very beginning when they reshow 
Hellraiser, the original. <laughs> when they tear that guy, he's like, oh, Frank? Jesus, bless. That's, whatever. That's Jesus. It's Frank Jesus inside Jesus the dead skin. Rip him in half. Straight the fucking half. And I, I, I love that. I was like, oh, that's how the movie there started. There is an unedited version of that kill where, like, brain matter hits the camera and shit. It's supposed Dude, to be really good. my version, I saw a little bit of brain matter. So it that's broke. my favorite kill. Fine. Is it's in the movie. It it, it, it's in the movie, so it counts. All right, Nachos, what you got? Shit, man. I'm thinking Mattress, dude. It's a good one. Because he's one. just, he's having fun. That whole scene. Hacking, yeah. hacking and slacking and hacking and slashing and whacking. <laughs> Chopping that meat. Right. Minus the, meat. minus the mover at the end, dude. Cause <laughs> <laughs> when Louise Guzman walks in and it's just fucking. She's like, hey, man. How, how are his feet casually just. <laughs> right. Just you know? legs, legs and ass just dangling, dude. Like, oh, it's I the, love that so much. It's the old, I sewed myself into the mattress. Prank. Hey, man. Bottom. <laughs> don't half ass that. What's that shit from the movie Waiting when they're like doing like the. Oh, the bat wing. wing. The bat wing. Yes. That's right. It's like the, he the, should be the doing the brain the bat wing. and the bat wing. Yeah. Yeah. Marshall, how about you, shit? Marshall? Um, uh, the elephant walk scene. Yeah, the elephant walk. Uh, <laughs> um, bites. I, you know what? I didn't even think about. I, I was not prepared for that. I should have been, but I wasn't. But not prepared for my own question. This is your show. I know. <laughs> well, we, I like, we I, can spin some gears over here while you think about it. No, like the, so I found this the, nut the, the in kills, my. <laughs> oh, sorry. Go so ahead. the kills. You're right. Like the Frank kill from the beginning is, is pretty good for the. Uh, Shinar getting his head ripped off, and it's pretty. It still looks great. There's so many good cores, but man, it's just great core, great, great core, core great core in this movie. I guess my favorite, and then like when Julia gets like, completely like, all of her skin ripped off, that's you know again good good gore effect. But I guess I'll go. I'm gonna actually lean towards you, Eric. Like even though it's from the, that, that when Frank gets that's ripped, cheating. Into... That's from the last one. Fine, fine, I'll go. I want Chenard. I went to the head rip in half. Uh, Change my answer to the cop that shot the dead body. That's racist. <laughs> but okay, the dead body getting shot or the cop because the cop didn't die. No, the dead body. Well, the maggots. The dead body just getting shot, shot by the cop. Dead. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. So, uh, okay, let's just move on. We have to, budget game. We have, we'll, we'll get there. Oh, move on to the odd net. Damn easy, but it don't blow your load so fast. I'm so excited. Chunky cowboy. Here's some of your favorite person. Hey, where do you God think you're going? Son Mr. M and Mr. A ain't done yet. Here comes the admins. <laughs> Shut up, Charlie Quinn. <laughs> Shut up, fake Harley. <laughs> As a five dollar Patreon member, I'd like to uh, pay for a different <laughs> announcer. Marshall, real talk. The way you're the, the shit's white. You should just do help me. I'm in hell. It's if, right I, if I've got a, if I've got I've been ten dollars a month, time. I will. But uh, let's, I like let's, that. let's all right. Good. So let's odds drop and that ratings. IMDb yeah. gives it a six and a half yeah. out of ten. Uh, so pretty high uh, rating for movies we see on this show. Six out of five on IMDb, pretty good for a horror movie. Hell yeah. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, fifty percent on the old thermometer wow. with a fifty-eight percent audience score. So oh, pretty good. Rotten Tomatoes can suck. And Amazon. 4.6 out of 5 on wow, Amazon. So overall, high. very highly rated movie for what we see on this on this show. Not Definitely. too skewed. No. Plucky words. There are 105. I didn't, I went through all of them, and they were all kind of boring. The only ones I wrote down were groping, <laughs> uncle, niece, incest. That yep. I've never seen before. Sock, shock, exploitation. And our favorite, Aaron? Panties? No, I wish. Oh, Bloody panties. I, I would, I would be our, our second favorite. 
Psychotronic film. Psychotronic. Alright. Trivia. Now here's where it gets lengthy. There's a lot of shit on here uh, to get through. So supposedly an in-depth subplot detailing the origins of Pinhead was scripted but de- deleted in pre-production due to last minute budget cuts. Keep that in mind. It might come in later. Uh, all that remains of the subplot is the film's prologue showing Captain Spencer opening a box and transforming into Pinhead. Uh, Spencer's backstory was later explored in Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth. Uh, Clive Barker had developed elaborate backstories for all the Cenobites in the first film, though their origins were never f- explored. In this film, he wanted to make sure that at least the very least the audience understood that Cenobites were once human and that their own vices led them to becoming demons. This, this element must was meant to underline the story of Frank and Julia and their corruption by lust with the latter intended to become the ultimate villain of the series pinhead however proved much more popular with the audiences and thus became the center point for future sequels yeah so, so what was butterballs like vice Is so like, like, uh, sandwiches so i found that interesting like that that pinhead was basically it's, it's kind of like a the geeky like here's our, our starting point but then that was gonna be like Julia was gonna be like the main cinematic going forward. I thought that was kind of pretty kind of. Oh, interesting. they were gonna do like a Halloween three with an anthology kind of thing. No, it's like I think no. Fuck you. Why would you even say that? <laughs> it's not even the same. That's not even the same. It's just it's just say it's not changing the whole fucking story. They're just changing the killer. They're saying our main killer is now we're moving on. Julia's now the main person. It's not Pinhead was uh, the main guy in the first one, and now it's gonna oh, be Julia in the second what? one. There'll be maybe Butterball in the third one. It'd be, yeah, but it's not disregarding the entire storyline that happened already for a new piece of shit one. I can that for you. And uh, anyway, move on. Oliver Smith, who played skinless Frank in the original, due to his skinny frame found, uh, allowing the body makeup to look so realistic, replaced his role along two extra roles as uh, Browning, the mental patient, who's the par- delusional parasi- parasitosis, the bug guy. Itchy boy. Um, and as the skinless figure Christy sees in the hospital who writes, help, I'm, help me in hell. So that's Oliver Smith, who played skinless Frank. Andrew Robinson refused to reprise his role as Larry Cotton, forcing hasty script rewrites as and partially accounts for the muddied storyline f- structure of the final film, supposedly. Um, so, I, yeah, I never really understood why. Appreciate you saying supposedly, because, honestly, it works better without the dad. So, you said something about Butterball's curse? Uh, okay, so Butterball actually was a... Um, the reason that he... He's, he's a glutton, but he was not a glutton for, for food. He was a glutton for fetish. That's why his eyes were shown shut and uh, not his mouth. Well, he always wore sunglasses. You can tell it's actually Corey Hart's punishment. Yeah, yeah. You see him. You see him sewn shut in both movies. Uh, I guess so, but he's always wearing. But he's always wearing sunglasses. Also, he wears his sunglasses at night, so he can so he can have his fetish. But after we get rid of Cinnabites now, with the exception of Pinhead. Like in the last one I watched, they get new they, Cinnabites. Oh. Like, you see like, new create, like new Cinnabites being created like in the, the next auditor head and yeah, yeah, the yeah. assessor. Marshall gets and they look fucking and they're like red. fucking humans. They're, Psycho they're, they're, Manus they're, is one of the Cinnabites. Yeah, he's in the, the last butcher. one. Yeah, it's like that's I heard you like Castlevania. I heard you like the first four movies from the Hellraiser <laughs> franchise. Um, Stop. So there. supposedly the horn sound that is continuing made by Leviathan. Uh, is actually Morse code for God, supposedly, which is interesting. That's cool. That's fun. Uh, William Hope said that his mother-in-law and nephew were in London when they were filming, asked if they could come join him one day for filming. He said yes. Much to his surprise, that became on that particular day, they were filming the gruesome scene on the mattress. He says his mother-in-law was shocked, but his nephew loved it. 
also, suppose new new world. I oh, said new line. New world cinema greenlit the sequel while the first film was still in post production. Uh, Kenneth Cranham, who played Doctor Chenard, claimed his involvement was due to his grandson pestering to take up the offer, being a fan of the original movie. Damn. Uh, here's where we. This is funny because we kind of touched about it at the very beginning. This film, along with Titanic, the 1997 one, holds the record for the most times two characters repeat each other's names, Tiffany and Christy. I didn't wow. even. Wow. I know the Lost wow. Boys. Guaranteed. Lost Boys, like, they say Michael and David. I think it's like 95. Uh, it's not It's not even enough. It's This this movie <laughs> Which I would it. love to do Lost Boys as a watch-long video, watch long episode. No, you guys have to do part three. Uh <laughs> That might just be a regular episode. It's hilarious. Uh, it's the so word good. Cenobite, actually, as defined by Webster Dictionary, means a member of a religious group living together in a mon- monastic community. The and order, here's what's neat. The Order of the Gash. Two that's movies what they now? Call them. That word's never uttered. That comes later. No, that's Cenobon. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> don't say again? They never yeah, refer they never to... say the word Cenobite. They never refer to them as Cenobites well, shit, until... shit, they don't call them Pinhead or the, the later movies. Or any yeah. of that. No. No, 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 no. Oh, snap. Old fucking girl says Cenobites when she's oh, talking to the goddamn cop. She calls them Cenobites. At the very beginning? Oh, yeah, she Positive. does. Positive. No, you're, sure? actually, he's right. Yeah, yes. he does, she does say Cenobites. Because I was, cause he, he even says, don't give me fairy tale bullshit. And she goes, I won't give you fairy tale bullshit. And then she goes, it's Pinhead and the Cenobites. I thought she said, yes. something, she said she, something else. Like no, actually, something. I, I, totally I says Cenobite. That's the one. So I do believe Aaron's correct on that one. That was a test and you passed. Could have swore it didn't come out till later. But uh, doctor, right, moving on. Doctor, I see this a bunch. Dr. Shinar's name in the script was Dr. Malahide. Mecca like a high, mecca high. Yeah, Dr. Malahide. Shinard is derived from Christian Bernard, who performed the world's first successful heart transplant. This is some this is some trivia here. At the one hour twenty two minute mark, the chatter's original human form is briefly revealed in one scene to be a young boy. Apparently, it didn't prevent him from being taken. Away. Okay, we already I know that doesn't fucking matter. We already talked about that. Since uh, Jeopardy ruined it, the movie was due to have a much larger budget. Keep that in mind. Maybe help you later. Uh, but it it, won't. De- it decreased after financial issues with New World Pictures. Um, the film was included in the film critic Roger, Roger Ebert's most hated list. So we've done several of those. As, as it always does, that fucking... Uh, the movie- That's why I say I don't, I don't mind that he died. Yeah. This guy hated horror movies. As, as a film critic, he was not opposed to looking at movies through rose-colored glasses. He liked a certain kind of movie, and he loathed horror movies. He did. Dude, and if it had gore, it was immediately disliked. He gave out Betsy yeah. Palmer's home address. That's fucked up. What that is jack off. I suck, dude, but that's a piece of shit movie. Mm-hmm. You don't even... I didn't realize he did that. That's fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Um, the film was banned in, in the Australian state of Queensland in 1989. In the years since, the bans have been lifted and the film has now been released on VHS, DVD, and Blu-ray. I always find it so funny that, like, European countries are, like, banning American Oh, video nasty. Did you just call it Australian so European? Technically, it uh, is. Uh, well, it is. It you're, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but uh, uh, to go team, along man. with the same cloth, <laughs> European does the same thing. Uh, due you're, to Ken- you're right. Sorry. Due to Kenneth Cranham being unable to sit in the rig required for the ch- uh, for the Chenard Cinebite, he only appears as the character in close-up shots with stuntman Bronco McLaughlin. Bronco. Him in the, oh, Bronco. In the yeah, and that's a Bronco. Bronco McLaughlin. Yo, yo, bucking Bronco. Bronco McWhite Glove. Yeah. Uh, the mythical this one I don't understand I guess this is maybe something from the movie or, or, or for the book or uh, what you got 
Eric might know more. The mythical. I don't know any Eric. The mythical surgeon scene is due to appear in an extra on the UK DVD label Deleted Arrow scene, Video's yes. upcoming Blu-ray box set of the He's first. He's right in the front. Therefore, He's on the front. confirmed it was indeed filmed. So I don't know what they're talking about here. Yep. But it's, it's right on the front. It's a deleted scene. It's just like Pee Wee's Big Adventure kind of shit. Pinhead like takes his mask off. He's like, surprise, bitch. And then also, uh, they we get closure on the scene with the lady, the brain surgery. <laughs> they just put some duct tape on the head, <laughs> shit, and walk her out. She's it like, is. where's it my is. clothes? It's right, right on the cover of it. Where, where's my clothes? Uh, at the time the filming took place, Kenneth uh, Cranham was doing a play in London with Gary Oldman. When Oldman heard Cranham was doing Hellbound Hellraiser 2, he told him he would love to play a part in a horror movie. Years later, he would go on to star in Dracula. Uh, and Julia was originally supposed to rise Ram from Stoker's. the mattress. Julia was originally supposed to rise from the mattress as the queen of hell at the end of the movie. The theory being that she would be the serious continuing character. Uh, doesn't say why it didn't happen, but that's just she dropped. So she decided that she didn't want to be a part of the franchise anymore because Money's she wanted stupid. to. Not be stereotyped. Yeah, I mean, it basically, yeah, like, you didn't want to be, like, pinned down to this one role. So what, so that also contradicts the fact that, or I guess it could kind of play, but originally they said, earlier they said. She was supposed that, to that, rise that, as the queen of Right, hell. right, but I said uh, earlier that she was, Julia was supposed to be, become the main character, but they said, pin, so is it, was that the reason, or is it also the reason it's, that Pinhead was so popular that they, they were going to It's twofold. So what happened was, anyway. is this first woman was greenlit before the, or the second one was greenlit before the first one really got yes. legs, but by the time the first one was re- like you know really got through and it made it a home video, the fan reaction was like Pinhead, Pinhead, Pinhead. He's so great, right? He was not meant to be the main character of this. It was supposed to be the hell Frank and Julia and the family. After the second one, which was already greenlit, and they highlighted again Julia, she was supposed to be the main character. By the time this one ended, that you're you're now at the home video state of this first movie. It was so big that they were like, man, Pinhead's the big guy. And she did not want to be a part of the franchise. So that's why they changed the ending to the Pillar of Souls rises up. And you see Pinhead along with Rasputin or the fuck that bearded guy is. That effect is questionable at best. So they went with Pinhead after that. And then that's why he, from this point on, is now more the focus. Because if you realize, in this first one, he's he's in it quite a bit. But at the most, if you put it all together, maybe less than 10 minutes. Yeah, I agree. I totally That's, agree. But from part was, three on, he's in it. I was very that, surprised at uh, how much, how, how little Pinhead That was I my saw. biggest problem with these movies when I was a kid. Because like, I, I, this was the last of the big series. It's like, I, you know, I, Halloween, Fire 13, I, mean, I saw all those. And then I made it to Pinhead. Because for some reason, as a kid, that the Hellraiser was like, that was like the ultimate in terror, scary. Like, I, I'm not ready for that one yet. But then when I watched, like, the flesh, the first, like, I'm bored of my fucking it's mind. It's not the Pinhead show. And then it's like, because that's what it, that's the advertisement. Pinhead, Pinhead. And he's, he's in there for like five minutes. This one, he's barely in. And then the one I watched, Judgment Retribution, that in 18, he's in there for like, you see like the back of his head, like he was Darth Vader putting his helmet. Like he's well, that's, barely in that's that a either. remake of the original. Uh, yes, oh, it is. It's it? a, the newest one? That is not. It has nothing it's to do with a, the first one. I don't want to say shit because dude. Falls. It's supposed to be a reimagine. It's supposed to be a restart of the franchise. I don't want to say shit because dude follows this on. Yeah, Instagram. he does. It's, it's, a, it's a restart. It is. But a dude, restart, maybe. But it's the not, one. But I'm saying again, he's not. Like, not it's, one, it's not a remake of the for, original. For Pin to be such the main focal point of this movie franchise, he's barely in the movies at all. Well, the, that's so weird. That's that, why it's so. That I, last one, Judgment, that actually like tries to like. 
make that's... continuity work. But dude, that one before that, it's like two bros go to Mexico and it's found footage and it's just like Weinstein. Oh god, well, found footage Hellraiser. Yep. Gee, fuck that. Don't get too excited. <laughs> no, the last one I watched it was about it was well, a Weinstein cop. puts out the third one. It was oh, about a cop and they mirror max uh, the shit out of it. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, the pinhead in the pillar that rises from the mattress at the NFL was not played by Doug Lee B- Bradley. Rather, his makeup artist, Jeffrey uh, Portaz, was the face, I guess, supposed to be the face in the pillar. Um, <laughs> so here, okay. When Chenard is forced into the giant puzzle box and turned into the Cinnabite, for a moment when he first enters the box, his position in it is reminiscent of Francis Bacon's painting figure with meat. That painting is the same one that's nearly slashed up by Joker's henchman Bob in the art museum in 1989. I like Batman. that one. Uh, Marshall, do you want me to get the Ben Gay out? Because your arm looks a little sore from that reach. <laughs> it's not my reach. This is what I found. It's somebody else's reach. <laughs> All right. I'll put the Ben Gay on and jam my finger up my ass so I can reach for you. Uh, there you so, go. There you there go. go. Reach for you. Anyway, and the original <laughs> script featured Larry Cotton as the major character was essentially the same as the final film produced, except that Larry was in the chamber with Frank, where they were attached to each other like Siamese twins until Frank attacks Christy, at which point Larry cuts them apart and they begin to fight until Julia arrives. That is a reach. Later, Larry escapes with Tiffany and Christy from hell, and it was him, not Christy, that kills Julia, but she promptly has a heart attack and is ushered away. When they return to the hospital, this segues into the notorious deleted scene with Pinhead in uh, OR Scrubs where he informs Christy that Larry will die in, a, in, uh, in an imitation of a doctor. However, Larry returns at the end still alive and it is him, not Tiffany that Christy leaves the hospital with. That's confusing as well, fuck. Well, that's probably that's why supposedly. that surgeon, uh, surgical fucking Pinhead shit isn't in there. Because so you're trying to tell me like the two brothers were like cat dog kind of shit? Yeah, something like that. That actually kind of would, might have been fun. Alright. So that's what I got for that. Um, let's move on. Like I said, this week we finally, finally get to play a budget game. What? Are you guys fucking playing? And you guys are going to love this one. Now it's time for everyone's <laughs> favorite game show. Guess the budget. Uh, Holly Quinn, the loser get gets a pie in the face. And the winner gets a, a pie in the, in the face. <laughs> Fuck you guys. God, it's like the cold move lady that <laughs> I mean, it's your show. It's not going to stop me from complaining, but it's your show. You do what you want. <laughs> you just love complain. Uh, Don't yeah. mind if I do. <laughs> I feel like you pulled a, like a George Lucas there. It's like, well, my daughter likes Harley Quinn, so I got Harley Quinn on there. Actually, but, I did this before Liv even started like Harley Quinn. I like Harley Quinn, and I'm not going to apologize for it. I like her, too. I, I liked her. Uh, and we still got one more segment to get through after this. So guess yeah. what's coming up after that? Robert... Let's hurry the fuck up. All right, so budget. Guess the budget, guys. All right. Uh, we have actually quite I'm a, bit a couple of different numbers to I guess this way. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah different numbers? Okay, what do you got? We got num- we have a we have guess the budget. We have opening weekend in U.S. and Canada. And we have the total gross in U.S. and Canada okay. numbers. All right, so, budget. Budget, I'm going to go Let me with, write this down. Um, I got to write this down so I can keep track of what everybody said. Yeah, let me just look at my phone real quick. Hey, put the phone away. Oh, well, yeah, put yeah. Put the phone away. Uh, right. I'm going to guess a budget of $3 million. All right. Uh, nachos? You know what? What is this? 1988. 88. Uh, fuck. You said three? I did. Uh, I'll say $8 million. 8 mil for nachos and Eric. 
This is a uh, sequel to a yet popular movie at the time because it got greenlit before the first one ever got released. So I'm going to go with 1.5. 1.5 mil. Good guesses, good guesses. I'm liking it. I like it. Gentlemen, we have a rarity. Hmm. A rarity on this show. We have an exact winner. You're winning both showcases for this round with a bid of $3 million. Yeah. The budget was $3 million. I knew it was an eight. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just turn into, like, the prospector from Finder 49? <laughs> That's a callback. Check out that episode. It's, it's good. so rare I win. And it's even more ultra rare that I nail it. Yeah. Holy shit. Am good I on you. You Bring won up. both showcases. <laughs> All right. Next up, though, opening weekend in Canada and America. Okay. Twenty-five doll hairs. <laughs> so I'm gonna guess it's it's an opening weekend. Opening weekend, 1988. One point five. Yeah, that's a weekend. It's a tough to say. Um, eight hundred thousand dollars. Oh, eight hundred k. Okay, eight hundred k for Aaron. Nachos. Uh, so you said Canada and honky states. Oh shit! No pressure. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Canada's not white. <laughs> it's not called the Great uh, White North at uh, all. Uh, uh, fucking fifteen million. There we go. Fifteen? Sure. Fifteen million in opening weekend. Numbers, no, just let him have it. He's, okay. he's way wrong. Numbers mean nothing to me. All right, I, I guarantee. That's, I've always I been there. I'm timeless. What they made fucking globally. Eric, uh, Eric opening globally, weekend. Globally, I'm gonna go globally. with. I'm going to go with 1.5 again. Oh, we know. 1.5 again. Yeah, it feels good. All right. So, opening weekend. None of you win, but the closest, Eric at 1.5 wins. But you're all really off. The opening weekend was 3,185,511. None of your answers were remotely close, and you should feel bad. All right. Last double or nothing here. Total gross made in America and Canada. Uh, $8 million. $8 million eight. for Aaron again. All a right. bucket of trout heads. Okay, bucket of trout heads for nachos. $14 million. $14 million for Eric. Oh, that one went quick. I'm pretty, right. I'm pretty confident with my answer. All right. Well, winner of total gross, even though you went over a little bit, comes into Eric. Total gross, twelve million ninety thousand seven hundred thirty-five. Then it must have made fourteen globally. Two buckets. Because I looked this up before I came here. Ah, boo! Boo this man! Boo this man! Okay, because nobody cheats in sports. Do you have a boo button? Uh No. How about give him a fucking Carly Quinn sign off? I wasn't looking up specifically. Just had to be an IMDb checking out trivia, and it was there. I can do that. I can also. I can go. Unfucking believable. There you go. We'll give you that one. I can't sneaker. hear it, but fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Get your headphones on. Oh, uh, they uh, they stopped working. <laughs> no. Great. All right. Well, so that's, that, that, that's our budget game. Let's move on to five star reviews. Ready for one more Harley Quinn? <laughs> okay. You fucking give it to me. Come on. No, I, <laughs> I won't. I'll, I will skip the Harley Quinn. Give it to him. Give it to him. Fuck him. Fuck I'm, him. I'm listening. All Come right. on. Happy birthday, motherfucker. All right. Five stars? Five, Five stars? stars? These loonies must-
must be crazier than I am. Lock him up! Is <laughs> that Monster Squad? Man, I think uh, I got a lot of phlegm out of that one. That, that was impressive, homie. All right. Hmm. So, Mortal yeah. Kombat combat here. Five-star reviews. Uh, it, it, it's really more five stars on this one because there were 916 total reviews on Amazon. Wow. 77% were five stars. Jesus. Only 2% of that were one star. That's really impressive. It, very impressive. Yeah. Um, so, five-star reviews from, first from Barbara Garabedian. I used to fuck a girl named Barbara. Barbara, Barbara Garabedian. Barbara Garabedian. There we go. If you ask me, oh, and this is written really because she capitalizes every word she writes. Not the whole thing is capitalized, but every word is capitalized. Oh, so she's a fucking insane person. Yeah. Yes. If you ask me, my all-time favorite 80s horror film, you're looking at it right here. I think super way 100% better than the first and for sure out of every single one. I love you, Ashley Lawrence! Five stars. She's like, I'd like to meet her in an alley. We could crab walk (laughs) and counter at each other. Uh, From Daff. I've long maintained that there should be an award category for best sincere delivery of a ridiculous line. Lifetime Achievement winner would be Patrick Stewart. And in 1988, probably every nominee would have come from Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. Nominees include, we have all eternity to know your flesh. So come on, take your best shot, Snow White. The doctor is in. I recommend amputation. <laughs> Suffering will be legendary even in hell. The winner, however, would have to be... You have got to destroy that mattress. Bravo, <laughs> Miss Ashley you. Lawrence. We await your acceptance speech. Five stars. <laughs> From John Nimato. Nazga is the first. Five stars. <laughs> so, what? How's that a five star review? Yeah, that'd be like a four That's and like a half. Three, four and a half. Yeah. Like, how is that a five star? Um, Liz B, follow this up. It's all right. Liz B. Han. It's all right. Definitely not the best I've seen, but if you like horror movies, you might want to give this one a try. Five stars. Very casual approach to that. I like I that. like their scores. I hate their summaries. <laughs> yeah. Did they post their addresses? K Stone. You know you want to watch this. Five stars. <laughs> Damn, do I want to fuck that reviewer? What's up? From Heather. Come on. I mean, it's Pinhead. What do you expect? He is a truly perfect deviant. Love all his movies, some more than others. Five stars. Uh, there was a whole thing of goth chicks in the 90s wanting to fuck Pinhead. Okay. I didn't know about that. But, all right, moving on to the few one-star reviews. Uh, and a lot of the other five stars and some of these one-stars, a lot more just uh, coming more on, like, the quality of the DVD. Oh, it came faster. I didn't like this this release and blah, 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 a lot of those shits. So... From one stars from Dean Oldfield. Where do I start? I remember when this came out and I hated it then. Nothing has changed. I'm a huge horror fan, but I require that the story be somewhat original. What was that? If Clive Barker wrote this, he should get out of the film. OMG, how 80s can you get? Shoulder pads, pseudo avant garde dream sequences, raspberry syrup all over the place. Really cheap-looking puppet creatures and awful stop-motion. But the story, what a confused mess. I like the first film. It was it was at least original. If you all want... Fuck if, this guy. If all you want is fake blood and cheesy body parts, I can recommend some very good exploitation films from the 60s and 70s that do a much better job. 
one star. First of all, how 80s can you get? It was made in the 80s. What do you expect? <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. And, like, original. It's pretty fucking original for the 80s. Like, this is a crazy shit. Like, there's nothing else, like, really out there like this, like, that I can think of at the time. I'd almost put it on. No, even at the time, uh, you know what? this wasn't oh, even like the first one. It was nothing like the first one. Like, too Jesus much romance, Christ. not enough human killing. Shoulder pads? That was the 80s for shoulder no pads. No shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Super I mean, sorry about the fashion, I guess. Anyway, all right. So from uh, Schur's bit. Uh, the plot of this film went from bland to absurd to downright insulting. The weak effects don't bother me. It's a new world picture after all. But the, the fuck is that supposed to be? But the... Inanity of the so-called story and the complete lack of tension in almost every scene does as as does the retconning of the supposedly terrifying Cenobites and the easily bamboozled saps uh, who are as useful in a fight as a basket of adorable newborn kittens. Aww. I will give him that one. The Cenobites were made to be bitches in this movie. Bitch, leave. I kept waiting, like, see, like, where are these Cenobites supposed to have all these powers? And Pinhead's the only one that ever see do anything. And these other ones are just there and look oh, weird. But I never see him do anything. It's like getting in a fight at a goth club. One dude shows up and, like, pulls a knife out. And his buddies are just like, yeah. Oh, we, uh, so I will Can give him, I will give him some credit for that review. Like, there are some, he does have some merits. I told you guys about the one I almost got in a fight at a, at a goth club? Well, it was a Lily Allen concert. I don't know who that is. I don't I'd, know who that I'd is. I'd stop bragging right there. Yeah. Hey, let's change subjects. From Joseph E. This one's so fucking, this is weird. Why she talk? Why would she say that? Why One star. Talk? Why she talk? Why she talk? Why she, why she talk? Why she say that? That's the whole review. I fucking love it for some reason. One star. One this star. movie's called The Name Game. Why she talk? Why she talk? From uh, Maus, M-A-U-S. My husband and I were talking about classic horror films from our youth, and we got to talk about the Hellraiser series. There was one movie in the series that truly stood out, and we rented this one thinking it was that one. It wasn't one star. <laughs> <laughs> one star. White bitches say their name a lot. <laughs> Lastly from Nathan, this movie is so much worse than the first one that it's incredible. Lousy dialogue, grainy film quality, bad acting, the worst special effects I have yet to see in any film, and overabundance of unnecessary gore that bad. all contribute to the fact that this movie isn't very good. It's basically pointless. The movie ruins the appeal, the mystery, and the allure of the Cenobite by making them into squabbling idiots. There is one potentially good scene, a confrontation between Pinhead and the Mad Doctor, but it's made horrible by the ineptitude of its realization and its unwatchability, one watchably bad special effects. I honestly can say this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen, worse than Highlander 2, worse even than Universal Soldier 2. What's stay away you? What? <laughs> stay away from this one. One star. But the special effects are pretty good. I thought so too. Like I don't. Fuck I'm that not guy. Bad that guy's an effect. asshole. Hey man, but real talk. Why she talk? Why she? Why talk? she talk? Why, why she, she talk? talk? Why she talk? She got, got hold of it. Make it. Why she talk? Best review ever. <laughs> Best. That's a t-shirt. Why right she talk? Why she why talk? She talk? <laughs> That's two question marks. Why'd she talk? <laughs> two thumbs up. Why'd she talk? <laughs> Why'd she talk? <laughs> Game face. <sighs> Why would she say that? All right. So that's that's what other people had to say. Uh, let's let's close it out with um, our final thoughts on this. Um, we'll start. We'll start with uh, nachos. God we'll damn it! You were gonna come at me. Yep. All right, I dude. Like to come on you. Hi yo. Why she talk? Why she? Why he talk? Why he talk? Why he come? 
I'm coming. <laughs> so this movie, dude, I, uh, I, I, I haven't seen this movie in a while, and I went back and I rewatched it, and this movie is fucking stupid, You're but stupid. in all the best ways. It's cool, but it's dumb. <laughs> it's really dumb, really but it's really cool. I'm going to come in your mouth. I'm going to fucking hot glue come in your mouth and make your mouth don't talk so I can make the words come out of this hole in my face. Why he'll, he'll be a why cent- talk? He'll be a future centibite. Why, like, why no talk? Why, why no talk? talk? That's your... Oh, fuck, we're on to something. All right, dude. So, like, the Pillar of Souls... I mean, they just invent new rules in this fucking movie. It's just like, what's the plot? What is the plot of this movie? A demon dude comes from a cube to scare the chick from the first... What's the fucking plot of this movie? Do you want to know it? I'll tell it to you. Yes, please. Ah, get fucked. Wait to your turn. Okay. All right. (laughs) So, like, a story has a middle, an ending, and a beginning. This movie... Why would you put them out of the order like that? Why he talk? Why he talk? (laughs) It's so weird. This story has a middle. Yeah, yeah. A right. cohesive just motion of a fucking story. Your review is a cohesive. This you shut that hole in your face. It's just the longest walk. I would answer. All Jesus right. Anyway, <laughs> Doctor Sherrard, one of the dumbest villains in fucking cinematic history. He shows up. So like, you work for Leviathan. You're on the same team with the fucking Cenobites, right? You're all the same team. Why you? Why are you gonna fucking kill your coworkers? You're still getting paid the same. And then he fucking tears his own goddamn head off because he's too fucking stupid to detach his scorpion spears. What the fuck is that? I've seen... And I know I said it earlier. He, like, Spider-Man whips these fucking spears and shit. I don't know, dude. Uh, this movie's stupid, but I like it. Um, I wish we kind of got closure. Anyway, this movie is terminal puzzleitis, but uh, at the end of the day, it's so bad it's good. There we go. All right. Eric, I know you probably... You want to retort, rebuttal? I don't know who that is. But Cincinnati Jeff. Why he talk? <laughs> Why he talk? Why he talk? Sorry, so here's, sorry. The, here's the plot. So of this, movie. this is the problem that everybody's having with this, right? The Cenobites, the Cenobites, the Cenobites. The Cenobites were minor characters in this. The focus of this was the family. Julia was supposed to rise up. So here's what happened. The Cenobites died like a bunch of bitches. Yes, absolutely, because they were not main focuses. It did not come out until after this movie was finished in pre-production or, or post-production that it was like, oh, damn, Pinhead's kind of the fucking thing. We There's should flip that money. around. We should fucking throw that up. That's the big-ass mascot. Up until that point, nobody had any idea. So they were just kind of running with stuff because in the novels, they're, they're nothing. They're, they're interchangeable. They're... they're they're nobodies. We're going to have words off air. So the fact that that's like the biggest focus on everybody, it's like, well, yeah, because that at the time, they weren't shit. There was nothing there. Now, I will give it, this movie is all over the place. And it is the name game. Tiffany. Kirsty. <laughs> fucking every five fucking seconds. I fully agree Shevis. with you there. Yeah, it's hard. But they really did set up Julia to kind of be this antagonist, protagonist to Chenard, who was supposed to be the new big bad. That's why he came in and killed everybody so easily. Because these things are supposed to be interchangeable. Yeah, but she's supposed to show straight up up bitch league. I agree. But they weren't supposed to be the Jasons and the Freddies. So they can just die and be interchangeable. That was the point. Also, real quick, Atomic Scarecrow. Yeah, we just talked about it. Uh, Pinhead would get his fucking ass kicked by Jason Voorhees. And we're back. I will. I do kind of like the idea that the Cenobites are interchangeable, but and like they're 
there's there would be like kind of like the Cenobites are legion. Like there's there could be hundreds of them in different. In the stuff. novels, but, it's it's nothing. In the but, short stories for Clyde Barker, but it would be nice nobody. to have seen them do something to back up their supposed to be intimidating, scary nature. But they don't. They, you never see them do anything supernatural. The any intent powers. was that the draw was going to be not wanting to go to hell and be tortured. And then, but it, what, what happened is like it's the eighties, so and they were like, the the audience was like, we like a we like a figure, we Mondays, like a mascot. Yeah. I hate them We've too, already got right? a few. We want another one for this one, and that's and that's what happened. The audience decided that Pinhead is going to be this mascot, I and so they, the studio, were like, fuck. Now we got to really flip it. So that's why when the third one, you get all this backstory. Okay. Kirstie shows up, and she's not even in it. She is, but she's in a bunch of VHS tapes that they watch. Like the bartender who finds the Pillar of Souls has to watch to okay, get all the weird. backstory about the Cenobites. Because at this point, they were ending the franchise. It was done. They just had to go with it because they were like, here's the money and we need to follow it. So that's for me. All right. So this movie, would you say is so bad it's good? So it's... bad it's good. I do. I like it. It's it's all over the place. And here's the thing. Our... Uh, real quick, if you don't watch the first one, you're totally lost in the second one. Oh, because... And it's a problem. It's certainly a problem. But I still defend it to this day. Are the books worth reading? Yes, they are. Okay. They're actually they're short stories. They're like little novellas. They're oh, fun. okay. They're not yeah. full books. They're yeah, like... you're talking a couple hundred pages here. Okay. Um, Aaron, let's go to your next. So, yeah, I... I, I... <clears throat> This is the one franchise, one of the franchises I'm not, I am not familiar with. I've seen the first one years ago, and I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with it. It was weird, it was unique, it was bizarre. So, I'm familiar with Pinhead and Cinnabites and CD Head and different different. Yeah, there was a CD Head one of them. That's, that's, part, yeah, that's three. part three, that's man. Three. He's the DJ. Get ready oh, so, for some bullshit. So, I, 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 saw, I, I saw clips of that one years ago. So I remember seeing there was one. I never saw the whole movie, but I know I, I, I saw know, a clip of that. I know there were multiple different types of Cinnabites, but I know Hell, you know, Pinhead was the, the fucking granddaddy. So when I was watching this one, I did know, like, kind of what you touched on, Cincinnati, was you know, it's it's focusing around Julia and it's focusing around the family and it's focusing around, you know, what's happening there. So I was like, okay, Pinhead kind of takes a second place, but I guess knowing that Pinhead was such a thing, I was like, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? You know, but it just never really. Instead of the up. gift of foresight, we have the problem of having foresight. We know where the franchise goes and that yes. ruins it for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really good way of putting it. But for, you know, like with with you know, Blinders on, it's a great sequel. It's a fun sequel. It's weird. Yes, it has messy problems, but at the same time, it feels like you're working through the mess. Does it feel like a demonic fairy tale? I'm waiting for you, you to you pose. Really, you, 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 oh, no, you expect, you expect right. an award for that one? <laughs> no, that's it. <laughs> I got I to get all... I got to check a ball I, I did like that. I, but to be fair, yes, a demonic fairy tale, if you will. It was, it was definitely a story continued from the first into the second. Like you said, if you haven't seen the first, you're not really going to get the second. You kind of have to watch them both together. It was messy. It was weird. But I didn't hate it. So bad it's good. So bad it's good. I, I, I'm guilty of what Nachos commonly says is that I'm doing it's the movie's job for it. Yeah, right. We don't. Ha but the problem is, is it was going to be one, two, and then the Julia story, and it had to, sh it had to shift gears. I. What right. about you, Marshall? I'm echoing a lot of things you said. 
my uh, so I'll try not to repeat too much of it. I do. I do really like the idea. I wish it almost would have gone with the original plan to like have Julia take over and see where that went. I think that's kind of a cool, uh, like a queen of hell. Yeah, kind of and, yeah. And, and and honestly, at that time, I think that would be cool. She says that she's like, I'm, I'm the, the queen. queen of, yeah, uh, I think that would have been really cool, and it definitely would have been different because she could have been the figurehead at a time where, and maybe it just wasn't also again maybe because it was the '80s and early '90s where it wasn't a thing, but like she could have been would have been like the only female like all head of a franchise because all the like freddie michael jason all males she would have been like the, from uh night of the demons and or sleepaway camp. why you so fucked up but why she talk angela wasn't quite like you know but she wasn't like a whole popular franchise of slasher movie. she was like that was more lower level she was but pinhead like when you think like the mount rushmore of like 80s horror movies you jason michael Frey, and then probably pinhead but, but you're and looking the driller with, killer. With, with the goggles of hindsight it's you're looking at it that way now yeah back then oh it's freddy krueger there was no setup for sure well i said that for mike freddy michael jason are three and then maybe you could argue chucky but and then Ooh, probably pinhead chucky. on there but i i'm just saying it'd be oh, kind of cool 90s, but that didn't work out obviously i don't know like answer it's probably one of the franchises i know the least about um don't know but this movie it's fucking confusing. There, it, the plot is confusing as fuck. It's all over the place, unless like like Eric, unless you read the books or you really dive into it. Um, I'd say Freddy. Got sorry, so so that moment, such a Jeff. If you read the book, <laughs> I'd say uh, Freddy got fingered has a more cohesive plot yeah. than this fucking movie. But the 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 special effects I think are great for the time. The gore is great. Uh, I love. Put that down. Put that bag down. Sorry. I like. I like Julia. Like she, she came out as a pretty cool villain character. Um, as nonsensical and crazy as this movie is, and it's ridiculous. I'm gonna say so bad is good too. It, it was. I didn't. And things weird because, like I said, a lot of the movies. I didn't hate I, it. I didn't hate it. I didn't no. hate it. But like, I liked it better than the first one. It was more enjoyable. Uh, like I said, the problem I have with the first one is again. I'm looking back from my remembering my first viewing of it when I was like much younger, and I, I was coming off the whole. Freddie Michael Jason slasher 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 everybody and then it's a different I kept ex- yeah I kept expecting Pinhead to be featured probably not like show up at the very end for a few minutes and like wait it's not movie's not really about him at all what the fuck why it's- is Pinhead all over the place I feel like I felt like almost false advertiser and cheated like why are you advertising this guy when he's not even in it for the whole movie and then it kind of became that way now I said I haven't seen three or some of the other ones yet but stop at four but well, like I said, the last one I watched with the cop, the the, the, oh, the SVU seven episode. Yeah, ju- judgment's not bad. Ju- judgment was terrible. Again, Pinhead's in for like two minutes at the end, and Poor it's all this like weird shit. And it's like I don't know. It, I didn't well, like Harvey that Harvey Weinstein in Psycho Manister, and it's so it's Psycho okay. Manister. Yeah. Um, but overall, I'm saying so bad's good. I I did. Uh, it's a crazy, weird, wacky ride of both good effects, good gore, and uh, I think it's it's a kind of a fun movie. If you turn your brain off, dude, it's a hoot. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. So there it is. We're actually clean sweep. Also, so bad's good this week, guys. Um, so bad's good. So bad's good. Uh, I know this was a really long episode, so if you get stuck with this whole time, thank you very much. We appreciate it. No, it's stuck. Little, nothing enjoyed. It was uh, probably a little rough. Like I said, we haven't recorded in about two months, so I got that ring. We had to take off. a break. We had, we had to take, take a break. break. Uh, Sorry, you so guys had fun. Hopefully, it was good. It won't episode. be too bad. We'll clean get, get that rust cleaned up and get it more uh, fine tuned, streamlined back. Get that going again. In the future, people like it when it's more raw like that. Boom, 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 boom. Yes, Speaking from this side of the table, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but that's gonna do it for us, guys. I think I think the next movie we're gonna do is probably gonna be Wishmaster because oh, I watched so that good. dude. That movie's fucking saying a lot like this one. It's gotta be talked about. Um, so uh, until then, guys, remember watch more horror movies and remember to always check stay- out the Here Comes the Spooky. Stay spooky. <laughs> Hijacked your shit. Yeah, he did. <laughs> it was hijacked. Uh, we, we got hijacked. We just I, got hijacked on our own show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we're here. We're I, think you, I think you got to keep it tight. Yeah. I you got to keep it tight. And always keep it tight. Keep keep it tight. It tight.